Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. Also, if you guys notice, we have different colors. Um, Jaron gets thrown off about that because he likes consistency, and I like to just be all over the place. Every time you watch it, I want different colors, different logos. Submit your different logos so we can put it up in the corner just a No consistency, no thorough, no through line, nothing. Everything changes every single day. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. No, all jokes aside, how, how are you guys doing today? Jaron, what's going on, man? Man, it's uh, I'm I'm doing good. My day started at like four this morning, so I am. I just finished a tea, um, and uh, I'm hoping that I'm going to be awake by the end of this. Like a tea, tea, or like you got like warm tea that like you're trying to, you know, alcohol. No, tea. Irish breakfast, black tea with a whole lot of caffeine in it, ready to go. Gotcha. And so, all right, okay, all right, Jason, fresh off the heels of the con of dragons. How's it going, my man? I survived. I'm here. Yeah, how is, to live how day. is the corona? Is it good? <laughs> well, you know, everybody was either vaxxed or double tested, so it was only moderate. <laughs> it was moderate corona. Good. I'm glad you only got half. All the, the alcohol area. killed it. It was yeah, the beta variant. There you go. <laughs> well, hopefully, you guys were doing like COVID and Delta variant shots. You know, like, oh, hey, guys. They did have <laughs> shots named after the variants. It was great. Good for them. Absolutely. Good for them. Only the finest at Dragon Con. It was like it was like it was like a Delta variant, and then it was a uh, uh, like, like a like a, a Loki variant. There's <laughs> all the variants. All the variants are out there today, this year. Would you like to share what was your best time from the event? Uh, best moment or best moment, I guess. Not yeah, publicly. Okay, <laughs> no, good. I did good. not get laid. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'll say you 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 look groomed and clean. I mean, I figure you saw Jenny Weasley, Bonnie Wright ever watched the show? I'm in love with you. Please marry me. <laughs> That's all I can say. One day we'll have a conversation about how the movies nerfed like Jenny Weasley as a character compared to the books. One day, oh, One yeah, day. I mean, they nerfed all the characters as compared to the book. They nerfed Neville. That's they nerfed Dobby for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, they gave a lot of strength to. Like he was doing real strengthy stuff that was like because people were like, "Hey, why don't you use Dobby just to kill Voldemort?" Like he could like snap his finger and do it. But anyway, I think it's like the Eagles <laughs> yeah. conversation. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad they got rid of that spew storyline. Like, oh, so boring. When I was oh, that was, you know, artists, you nope. know, nope. mirroring. Nope. He's like, I am such a yeah. good person. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, let's see how that turned out for her. And All right. Let's go for ahead. Hermione to want to free slaves, Jaren. I know. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the main beat of the show. We're going to keep those conversations for separate parts of the show. Man, Jaren, well, uh, we need that that token higher, man. We need to keep Mm. diversity on the show so we can keep that diversity there with Jaren. So, yes, Uh, (laughs) this week in honor of Shang-Chi. How do you say Shang-Chung? Shang-Chi? Nope, 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 nope. Shang-Chi, how it's spelled in English. We're not going to even try. I mean, in the movie, he says it, and he says it repeatedly. And she's like, why did you... Why were you? How did your dad find you if your name was Shang and you changed your name to Sean? How'd he do it? I don't even know. <laughs> Which was a terrible joke because I mean, it, I, I mean, laughed it out loud. Two, you guys two are gonna hate separate this names all together. Anyway, all right, uh, what's this going? A white person definitely I, wrote that joke. They sound <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, let's go on to we have a top three favorite martial artist characters in movies. Or I guess Jaron has, you know, his list. But we're going to say his characters. We're not going to name movies. It could be movies, entertainment, whatever. Just 
top three martial art characters. Uh, let's go and start with you, Jaren. What is your number three? All right. So, well, all right. We got to we got to throw out the the like because I'm gonna go a little off book. Um, I'm of sure course. just like you. I'm sure just like you guys. I grew up with the greats: Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and more recently, like Donnie Yen. But uh, way back in 2003, <laughs> there was this ridiculously awesome movie, in my opinion, called Azumi. And it was uh, about this girl who had uh, this do some revenge. And she was trained to be an assassin. It was rated R as hell. There was blood everywhere. She, she went against 200 dudes um, and chopped the tower down on top of them. Uh, to kind of split them up so she could hack them all to pieces. She threw heads at people uh, that she had just cut off, like fresh dead heads. Uh, at some point, an archer gets a beat on her and shoots her with an arrow, and she turns the camera, cuts the arrow in half, and it splits into two and hits two assassins that are on either side of her and kills them. I mean, it's it really walks the fine line. It could have been horrible. It could have been super campy. It could have been super bad. It does a good job of walking that line. And I think she is a badass. And also she's super fucking hot. So that's my number three. <laughs> All right, Jason. So um, don't be disappointed in me, but none of my top three are any of the greats, nor are there anything from this century. Um <laughs> I just went with things that, you know, I liked as a child. So oh, I like. <laughs> my number three, and this is kind of cheating, but we're just going to lump this all as one character, are the three ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Rocky. Nothing, nothing yes. says <laughs> 90s, like a little cultural appropriation about three little white kids learning ninjutsu oh. right off, you know, government <laughs> arms dealers or whatever. So oh, number man. three for me are to be like ninjas. half Asian though, wasn't it? Like they were supposed to be half. They Asian? were like one fourth Asian because their grandfather was Asian. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. But so, they were like the whitest white kids you could ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, they yeah. they still have some Asian ancestry in them, so I don't want to block yeah. that from them. But presenting wise, they were definitely white as hell. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't one of them like a kid from Tool Time with Tim Allen? Wasn't that one of them, or was that some? Was he in a different? whitewashed ninja kid movie you know what Probably. let's say you're right <laughs> yeah. I, I might be having he, he a not, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was not one of the three ninjas brother was one of them though yeah, yeah okay but let's just say you're right who cares who's gonna fact right. check us fact check us below <laughs> yeah yes, at the comments um, me wrong. so let me give an honorable mention I want to just throw out Williams from Into the Dragon Jim Kelly was the first black dude I saw ever do karate. So I was like, what, black people do this too? So I just want to throw the honorable mention because like, now he goes out kind of suspect in that movie. But at the end of the day, Jim Kelly was the man. Um, Let's go on to my number three is, man, Leroy Green, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy, The Ooh, Last Dragon. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you got to be The Last Dragon. We, we can't, I mean. That's you got like the glow. Yeah, I'm with you, you know Jason. I'm with you, 100. Yeah, honest. man. When you take down Show Enough, come on, man. Like you get a Showgun of uh, of Harlem, come on, man. It can't nothing beat Bruce Lee Roy, man. Bruce Lee Roy's the man. Well, my other two above him beat Bruce Lee Roy, but Bruce <laughs> Lee Roy comes in as my number three, right, man? Right there, man. The Last Dragon, bro. Shout out to Vanity because she's still fine. All right, Jaren, <laughs> your number two. Gregory's Last Dragon, great movie. Uh, 
my number two is is it's someone who I've come to really appreciate lately. I guess in the last like five years or so. But my number two is definitely Donnie Yen. Uh, the, all of the Ip Men are fantastic, um, and I love the story behind it and how it walks with Bruce Lee's story and everything. Uh, just great, great guy, great action. Uh, hella respect for the guy, and he no. I mean, he, his whole character, his personification, is great. I absolutely love it. I love, I love the calm, centered, uh, like super in control martial artist. So. I'm with you. I mean, it man is uh I didn't know the franchise went that far. I saw the first two and I realized it's like like the four or five right now. Yeah, apparently it man lived to be seven hundred years old, so he could make nine hundred movies after him. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But shout out to him. I know so the first two were dope as hell. Like I don't I haven't watched the third and fourth, but I know the first two were dope as hell. So I'm right there with you on that one. Jason, you're number two. All right. Speaking of made up martial artists that didn't do shit in real life. Also, <laughs> oh, Bruce Lee is on your list. <laughs> no, <not Bruce. laughs> but uh, and also speaking of uh, cultural appropriation, I'm going with Frank Dukes from Bloodsport, John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, uh, as I'm saying, I'm 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 basing this all movies I watched a lot as a kid. I don't know how many times I watched Bloodsport. I don't think, and I was it's, a grown man before your number one shit was real. <laughs> so, but still, it was still pretty awesome. And it's you know, uh. You know, all the, the things that I mean, it's like quintessential John Claude Van Damme is like his best movie. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Frank Dukes, complete fake, okay. by the way, in real life. Actually, <laughs> all that somebody shit told me somebody was pissed that I didn't have uh, Bolo is my, on my list, man. <laughs> I said, Look here, man. He, he, he don't make the cut on my list. Go into my number two. Come on, man. We got to give it up to the man. Black Dynamite, baby. Come on, He's man. He's an honorable Black mention. Black Dynamite. Black yeah, Dynamite. Dynamite. Come on. <laughs> you don't fuck up now, Nefarious Dr. Wu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Michael John White's greatest movie by far. But also, this is a dope movie, great. man. <laughs> yeah, but, but come on. It is a fuck with Black Dynamite. Uh, no one can fuck with Black Dynamite. Uh, but so, no, yeah. I mean, it's just laugh over laugh. But also... He is a respected martial artist, and I mean, he doesn't come off as great in the movie, but like, I like the fact of what Black Dynamite stands for him in this black exploitationist spoof of like the, the genre, but also that like Michael Jai White plays it at like such seriousness. It's ridiculous. And then also, if you want to transition to the cartoon, he kicks a whole lot more ass in the cartoon than he does in the movie, and it's it, it's just great. So, Black Dynamite is my number two, man. And you talk about a legit martial artist who actually, you know, can back up what he does on screen in real life with his fists. He's fucked up mm-hmm. some notable people in his life. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we're going to throw honorable mentions out, remember, and we'll talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 later, but remember Kino? The like pizza the delivery game? guy? He, no, he, in the movie, <laughs> the pizza delivery yeah. boy, he like showed up in The Rundown and in a bunch of other movies. He was, was even in one of the Indiana in, Jones. Uh, He's a real kid. He's yeah, he's a real martial artist. He's yeah. a badass. He learned it from his dad, apparently. Ernie Ray. Like, yeah. Wasn't he like Raphael in the first one? And then the yeah, like something like that. in the second Maybe. one? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh and he beat up the rock in the rundown. Hey, you're, you're number one. You number one. That movie's terrible. <laughs> love that movie. It's okay. It's guilty pleasure. I like it. Whatever. Uh oh, okay, number one. Yes. I will take it. I'll uh, give you that. I'm going for uh a Grand Lotus uh, in the Order of the White Lotus. He is a former crown prince of the Fire Nation. Some call him the Dragon of the West. He is the one. He is the only 
General Iroh. I was going to say, you better say Iroh. (laughs) Do Iroh really be swapping hands like that, though? Every time. He doesn't have to move quick. He mastered Dragon Breath. Like, he was the first guy. And he also mastered, you know, turning lightning. He's a fucking, he's a beast. He'd be swapping hands. Oh no, disagreeing with Iroh's being a beast, but we talk about martial artists. Like I don't think I remember Iroh really slap, swapping hands in the series. Like I mean, he fire bent a lot in the series, but I don't remember him actually like swapping hands uh, very often in there. In the when he, he mostly when, that, when Zhao first uh, does an Agni Kai with uh, Zuko, and then tries to spoil it, you see Iroh step in with some quick maneuvers just to knock him on his ass. But I mean, again, he's he's Iroh, so it's. Kind of sometimes you, know, you just gotta take heartwarming you know, other people's word for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, again, I agree. I'm not disregarding it. It's his list. But I was just saying, I was thinking when he said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I was a beast, and I was like, hold on, I don't remember I ever really swapping hands at all in that whole series. Like he was in there, it was powerful as hell. But I don't remember him ever like getting into it like hand to hand. But again, I'm pretty sure he was list. great at it because if he wasn't great at it, people just would fight him hand to hand and whoop his ass. So there me. should be just a montage of Iro just you know. Kicking people's asses. Just oh, that's up. what someone's gonna do. Someone's gonna make that and send yeah. that to me. But like, yeah. I roll swap hands all through the series. You must have missed it. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jason, you're number one. So since you mentioned Bruce Leroy uh, mm-hmm. already, I'm gonna uh, remove because I kind of uh, cheated here and put two people as my number one. But I want to remove Bruce Leroy from number one and and go with Show Enough because <laughs> he's the baddest. <laughs> Show Enough. <laughs> Look, I don't like, yeah, he loses at the end, but like, dude, he's like the coolest villain of all time, man. Like, Facts. how Facts. are you from like all time. Harlem and you <laughs> adopted like this Japanese shogun? Shogun of Harlem, bro. Show enough. <laughs> Had a whole crew, though. Like, it wasn't like, whole crew, and everybody was like, okay, yeah, people, we're doing this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, people were buying what he was selling for sure. But. Look, if I could walk into a place and just be like, who's the baddest? And motherfuckers, yo, show enough. You are feel you officially are the baddest. Like, <laughs> like I want to be a part of that street gang. Like, oh, we're doing a martial arts too. This is gonna be fun, guys. Show up. <laughs> also, the fact that like the mad disrespect is the motherfucker walked into a theater talking crazy. Like, like motherfuckers want to try to watch the movie. He was like, nah, fuck this, fuck this. Be quiet. Silence is golden. Had to kiss my converse. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, that's another thing too. The dog is doing martial arts and Converse. Come on, yeah. you can't, you can't. I wore Converse's for like two hours on Saturday. My feet fucking hurt. I will not yeah. be doing no fucking kung fu and no, that shit. No, padding. no padding. Yeah, yeah, it's just like cardboard on the bottom. Oh my god, I can't believe Jokers used to play basketball in that crazy. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, "These are the shoes we need to play, man." Right, 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 right. No arch um, support whatsoever. Yeah. My number one goes straight Homer style, but I mean. He he is the greatest movie martial artist of all time. I mean, Steven you would be correct if I was white, but <laughs> since I'm not, uh, <laughs> Jackie Chan. But in particular, because we're picking movie characters, mm. Inspector Chan from the Police Story One, Two, Ooh. Three, and oh, the yeah. Two yeah. So I mean, if no one wants to believe that, just put in Police Story <laughs> Ladder Fight, and what Jackie Chan with a ladder doing this piece is literally a almost. 15 minute fight will eventually gets to a ladder. I mean, it's just so much ridiculousness in that whole series. But but in particular, Inspector Chan, Jackie Kane's character from Police Story. Um, that is my number one. Jackie Chan is probably my number one of all time. Fucking and problem. for the fact that Jackie Kane Chan can really fight in real life. And let's be real, 
even if he couldn't fight in real life that well, any dude that's broken almost every bone in his body and keeps doing the stuff that broke <laughs> his bones, I don't want to fight. What am <laughs> no. I going to do to hurt him? I'm I can't sorry. hurt him. He's I mean, hurt himself worse. Was, he won. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, Jackie Chan is my dude, uh, number one on there. Uh, but I also would pay his stunt, stunt people, which was not uh, known, to uh, catch a punch. You know, yeah. Like usually, you yeah. just had to do that shit, but now and like Jackie Chan was like, "No, I'll give you a hundred bucks to get take this, yeah. <laughs> take this kick yeah. in the face." <laughs> yeah, yeah. When uh, tagging was like a thing that the star would do, and they just like, "Oh, sorry, I hit you. My bad." And keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, Jackie was like, "Hey, if I tag you, you get paid. Now I can pay you to take the tag on purpose." Like, yeah. So yeah, no, very <laughs> very cool thing. Um, actually, that was the reason why that whole. Once upon a time in Hollywood, that scene with yeah the fake Bruce Lee and the stunt that was supposed to be the thing because I guess evidently Bruce Lee used to tag the stunt people mm-hmm. and he yeah. did it on purpose because he didn't respect American stunt. This is not this is he say she say, but they said he didn't respect right. American stunt people and he would tag them. That's just white lies because in the HK films they just did that shit. You were just expected to do it, and Jackie can't. I mean, not Jackie Chan, but Bruce Lee was like, "I expect you to do it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> I know Clinton, Clinton uh, uh, Tarantino isn't the, the main guy we'll take any history lessons from, but that was like what he said he got from the guy, the stuntman who did it, was like that Jackie would tag people. But I mean, uh, sorry, Bruce would tag people, but whatever. That's either yeah. here or there because who gives a shit? He probably hit We're him, not hit a martial arts show. Yeah. And fuck him. If he hit him, he hit him. I'm cool with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I should have showed up in the first place. Y'all, they won't get hit. <laughs> You're a stuntman, for God's sake. Take the stunt. Take this punch. <laughs> All right. Let's jump right on into nerd news. 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 Yes, yes. So, all right. We are jumping right out of the video game world and back into the board game world again with Super Mario Labyrinth. Debuts, I guess I put September 8th, so right there. Uh, it's going to be retailing for $34.99. The goal is to make it through the Labyrinth by collecting as many as your friends as possible. Jaren, you were probably the biggest Mario fan that I know. What do you think about this? Are you going to maybe look about indulging in this? No. This looks, this looks like trash. It, you, you can put any character you want on this. It, it has nothing to do with the Mushroom Kingdom, Mario, or any of the characters. It is just one of those built like cooperative labyrinth build games that you can like fuck over your opponents with, which is fun, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it's it's a ten dollar game at best. And it it's thirty five or thirty nine dollars because it's got Mario on it. And I'm I, I can give a fuck. <laughs> uh Jason, thoughts? I don't care. I'm not a Nintendo fan boy. Go. This is under my radar altogether. <laughs> well, you're a Star Wars uh, fanboy. If they put yes, Luke on it, he'd be all there with a hundred dollars. They made a, a board game with Star Wars character. I'm like, there goes my money. Yep. <laughs> oh man, actually, I'm I'm getting some Star Wars soap. Shout out. To yeah, Star he's Wars. buying soap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to him. I don't care if y'all man. I'm gonna smell like a Jedi if it kills me. All right. <laughs> I know you they guys. Don't smell that great. Uh, probably like Lost and like Alien. That's probably what it was like. Um, I know you guys are disappointed that you guys aren't going to be able to see as soon as you thought an old Tom Cruise shirtless playing volleyball for Top Gun Maverick, but they pushed it back to May 27th, 2022. Uh, Jason, I can see on your face you're broken up about this. Your thoughts on pushing back Top Gun Maverick. This movie must suck then. (laughs) Because <laughs> it was supposed to come out two years ago, it must blow. <laughs> like, that's, there's no reason to start pushing it back now. Like, people are going back to the movie theaters unless it sucks. That's the only reason they need reshoot reshoots. 
and it must blow. Even though I love Tom Cruise, I love his little shtick, kids, and his craziness, and him being a Scientologist, which is a cult. <laughs> Jared, must must. Suck. <laughs> I mean, they must <clears throat> they must need extra time to do CG touch ups on on all the ninety uh, year old men that are gonna have their shirts off for the volleyball scene. <laughs> yeah, Got to remove that jiggle. Got to track those nipples and. Push them back for up some again. reason. They're bringing back a zombie goose as a yeah. CG, a full CGI character. <laughs> Wouldn't make the movie a lot more entertaining. Uh, speaking of zombie characters, transition. You see what we did there? Whoa, oh man, I'm they, they, have fin- they have finally listened. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Looks like it's going to be a direct, somewhat adaptation from the video games. For me, hopefully, they eat a green herb, but if not, uh, we'll be debuting <laughs> December the 2nd, 2021. They have the first couple of shots up. From the characters of, I guess, Jill and Chris and et cetera. Uh, Jerry, your thoughts on Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, I'm I'm all about it. Uh, the CG looks great. Uh, the character design looks really good. I haven't seen that it move or anything, but um, uh, the games were always goofy fun, and the movies were always so far removed from the games that it wasn't recognizable. So I'm excited. Uh, Jason. If this is going to be anything like anything else they've given us, it's probably going to be garbage. So, there's only been one good Resident Evil thing, and it was Resident Evil One for the PlayStation, and that was it. And even that, it's garbage when you look at it. Oh God! <laughs> All right, All right. Resident Evil save that discussion. Guys. Resident Evil Zero on the GameCube. We are going to save that discussion of trash Resident Evil games for another day. As a non-gamer, I, I disagree with that one, but we'll save it for another time because we're talking about news. All right, hopefully, I mean, finally, it's guys, no Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll get justice for Tony Ja, and that justice hopefully will come in the Expendables Four. The Expendables Four has added Tony Ja, Megan Fox, and Fifty Cent to their <laughs> roster, and surprisingly, they got uh, to, uh you know, Cruz, Terry Cruz, the hell up out of there. So, there's no release date set in stone yet, but thoughts on the new Expendable roster, Jason? Why Fifty Cent, like? Because like, you need like, another well, muscle the first guy to replace cool. Terry Crews. That's why. Yeah. I mean, the first Expendable was cool because you had like these old action stars coming together in one movie. Um, after a while, it's just like, who cares anymore? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm glad that Sylvester Stone can still make money. Good, good on him. Jared, thoughts? I mean, Megan Fox and Fifty Cent. Is Megan Fox just there to shoot Fifty Cent? Like what? Like I don't. I don't. Megan understand. Fox is there to wash a car. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, technically, she has transformer action chops. If you want to consider the fact they put people in that have been in action movies, that isn't a terrible action movie that I hate, but she's in it. I dislike things. (laughs) (laughs) She's just window dressing, but I dislike that they got rid of Terry Crews. I don't know if there's a story behind that, but I like Terry. I like Terry Crews. So you like Terry Crews? Oh, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, why do you like Terry Crews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Brooklyn you need to look at Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz says some real flagrant stuff. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Terry Cruz on this segment. We're going to keep going forward. We're going to break a record here with nerd, with nerd news. All right, the last news of the day is the return of the Rocketeer. Yes, this is coming to Disney Plus, a live action, I guess, reboot of sorts, sequel reboot of sorts, because that's the new wave now, of the 1991 Joe Johnson Rocketeer. Sadly, Joe is not attached to this one. No date of release has yet been <laughs> confirmed. Jaren, your thoughts on Disney Plus reviving the Rocketeer for a movie? So it's a movie. It's not a limited series? Yeah, it's a movie. Oh, yeah. I'm all, I'm all about it. Uh, 
I was a big fan of that back in the day, back before we had like proper superhero movies. So it'll be nice to see. It'll be nice to see how they revisit the idea through the lens of modern superhero movie sensibility. So I, I'm kind of down. All right, Jason. I love the Rocketeer, uh, but I feel like you know, with today's climate, you know, he's not going to be suddenly fighting Nazis anymore. It's going to be some sort of watered down version. So, because apparently it's okay to be Nazis nowadays. So, I'm not hopeful. But I hope it's good. I hope it, I hope they do well. It takes place in not- Portland, and he's fighting Proud Boys. <laughs> hey, look, I'm right there with you. I, I'm not hopeful, but I hope it's good. I'm a huge Rocketeer fan, and yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's just going to go to the formula. <laughs> All right, guys, we did it. We completed Nerd News officially. We're the best. At seven minutes. That is a new seven record. Minutes. Seven minutes. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. We worked hard for those seven minutes. All right. (laughs) Let's jump right on into the next one. We have Marvel's What If Episode 4 featuring Doctor Strange. What if, uh, for people who did not see it, uh, spoiler-free moment right here. Basically, it follows a moment in time where Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme, tries to change something in his life that is unchangeable in the limps he's willing to go through to see if he can change the unchangeable event. All right, guys, that's the spoiler-free synopsis of it. Jaron, your thoughts on this episode? We're going into spoilers, guys. We're going into spoilers. <laughs> it is It is start with Jaron Day, isn't it? Um, uh, this was probably my least favorite, not because of the characters, but because they did something in this. The I was scratching my fucking head for the first five minutes going, she didn't die in the movie. So... <laughs> So this is clearly another dimension, and they're and I was like, oh, they're just this is gonna end sadly. They're gonna they're gonna just blip this shit out, and I mean, they walked right through the paces and did the thing. So it was, I mean, the acting was good. I love the voice acting. Uh, I felt some pain in Benedict uh, at the end in his voice when he was realizing the folly of his ways. Um, and they did not do uh, Rachel McAdams any justice with her character model. <laughs> she looks like in a video game when you, you when you have before any of the sliders are changed, just like the, <laughs> basic, <laughs> the basic chick, and you're just like you're like white girl, and then you got to change the sliders to make her your own. That's what she was, and they just left her like that. It's tragic. <laughs> you're an unchanged slider, bitch. <laughs> un- unchanged slider. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, visually not a fan of that. Uh, the story was, again, all the other ones are like the universe that we've experienced in the movies. So this one took such a, an immediate deviation from what we know. I was, it just fucking confused me and irritated me for longer than it should have. So I was just like, eh. All right, Jason, your thoughts? Uh, I didn't think that was Rachel McAdams with her voice acting, but apparently it was. It was so <laughs> bad. It was just like not very good. And even Benedict Cumberbatch at sometimes wasn't yeah. as good as he normally could be, but you know it's a TV show, so they probably Here did for it. the paycheck. Yeah, they probably did it twenty minutes on a you know on a, on a weekend, and when they wanted to be somewhere else. But other than that, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought the ending was pretty uh, bleak and nice and cool because you know he ended up in all alone in a universe by himself, in a <laughs> which he deserved because everybody's like, you shouldn't do this. You should not do this. Stop doing this. It's going to suck for you. And he does it anyway. And he's all like, what Everybody. happened? And you're like, yo, we told you it was going to suck. Like, <laughs> Everybody was like, bro, no. Stop. <laughs> like, even himself was like, yo, you should do right. this. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, I thought like the ending was pretty cool, but yeah, um, they didn't do Rachel McAdams any favors on that one for both calling her back up. They could have got somebody who was an actual voice actor to do her part, and it probably would have been way better. And then it could have probably, you know, I don't know, changed some of the default settings on her on her character model. <laughs> but maybe so Rachel bad. McAdams is a default skin. She's I don't know. Such a beautiful woman. This was yeah. such, this was this was criminal what they did to yeah. her. But I liked um, it. I enjoyed it. I did. I did enjoy it. I think I made a comment. I think this is one of the most what ify what if stories because it did completely divert from the natural timeline altogether. So it mm-hmm. felt, and granted, only what if stories I've ever read was like, what if Wolverine, you know, created the X Men, which <laughs> divert completely from the natural timeline. So for me, right. when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is kind of feels like the one random what if story I ever read. But besides that, yeah, I'm about to shit on what if. I'm tired of what if at this point now because you know what I'm Already? saying. Uh, they're the fucking voice acting's god awful, and it almost is disrespectful to the Phil Lamars, the Terry Strongs, the hundreds of people out here that do voice acting that you For can really go do this. They do really good job, and I'm getting so tired of like bringing X Y celebrity to do voice work for this. Voice acting is not an easy job, ladies and gentlemen. And you're seeing from this fucking what if that it's not an easy job because majority of these people suck on what if, and it gets me so distracted when I watch it, and I'm like. This isn't good voice acting. This is terrible from all of them. It's and not just the point talking, now. people. It's not I'm just gonna, yeah. reading the script and talking. It's a lot harder than that. It's I'm gonna pander. I'm gonna pander a little bit because Chadwick, I thought, showed up. But well, Chadwick, Chadwick showed was up. Trash too. Chadwick was trash too. Guys, stop it. We just doing it because he's dead. God rest his soul. He showed great up. Actor. He was he trash in it too. Like, he showed oh, up. Trash. Every time you I get a disagree with guy, you on that one point. Yes. Jason. Yes. Yeah. You guys disagree with all like, All of it's trash. All of it's trash. <laughs> when they bring in these people to do it, it's terrible. And I'm sorry that I'm starting to get to the point now as I watch it. I'm Who just hurt like, you? <laughs> <laughs> do you just like. How you guys feel about animation is how I feel about the voice work on this shit. Like, all right, that's, that's, that's almost disrespectful. Yeah. And not even that, it's disrespectful to the people who do this as a living. Yeah. Who do a great job of this to just bring in actor A to make it seem like it's a non-thing to do. To be like, oh, well, yeah, this guy could come in and do it because he's a he's an actor. Like, fuck out of here. Like, I bet if they brought the normal North, he could do a better Rachel McAdams than Rachel McAdams can. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it just, ah. Uh. So outside of the frustration I have with the voice acting, I did think, I mean, it, it was a cool episode. And I, I'll admit, it's hard for me with the voice acting. It's just bad all the time. And I'm just like, all right. It kind of takes me out of it. So it's hard for me to judge these things because of that. But from what I saw and how it ended, I thought the ending was dope as hell. Because, you know, what ifs allows you to have dope as hell endings because you can do what the hell you want. Because it it's doesn't not really canon. Quote, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. So uh, I do get, I do vibe off the Twilight Zone type of endings these shows have. Because I think it's just pretty dope. But other than that, I'm gonna keep watching it. But yeah. it, 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 it's a labor of love now at this point for me. I got I got one other Better thing. Like, Titans. <laughs> uh, the design, like the design for the show, is is kind of pared down and kind of simplistic. So another reason I really didn't like this episode was because they kept a majority of the show. If you have really simple characters, you got to not put them in a dark car on a dark road for 60% of the episode. Like he kept going back to the most bland, boring thing. And there's nothing they could have done with lighting or anything to make it look not tragic. So, I mean, visually too, it just was just 
bad. <laughs> like if you if you are if you are gonna commit to that low resolution, like low detail model, you need to have a gifted person in the lighting department that can make some a scene pop. Because what they did was they stuck a camera, a digital camera, inside that car, and that was it. There was no extra See, lighting. There was nothing. The Even problem with adding extra lighting and extra, you know, umph to a scene is render time. And if you're doing a TV show, yeah. they got we gotta get this out next week, y'all. <laughs> oh, you don't think these? Are all, nope. You don't think these are all banked? No, no, these are all banked. Nah, absolutely, it's Marvel, dude. This ain't it's Bad Batch. Studio that is doing Marvel's content. This isn't Bad Batch. This shit's <laughs> already done. <laughs> bad Batch is consistent because they know what they're doing. Consistently bad. I will run across this fucking. <laughs> We're not gonna do this. We're, we're all right. We, we are gonna, gonna do this because we're gonna talk about Bad Batch later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, we're not gonna do this right now. Like, we're not gonna do this. Plus, he, I, 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 he said he didn't finish watching the series, so we're really not gonna do this. All right, it. let's go on to poor Jason. Reviews. He's like children, children, please. <laughs> yeah, let's jump into the movie reviews here. Uh, Marvel comes out with their latest uh, Shang Chi, and let's go ahead and start with Jason this time. So give Jaren a, a, a starter, starter whistle break here. Jason, well, okay, you, well, sorry. I guess let me give uh, our synopsis. Yeah, a non-spoiler synopsis. Yes, yeah, about a gentleman who I guess I can't say where he came from, but it's about a gentleman who's living in the west on the west coast, San Francisco, and gets attacked people by people. Live? And you realize that he has a past that he has not shared with his only best friend. Him and his best friend travel overseas to confront this past and Ow. picks up a lot of plucky characters along the way. And by plucky, I just mean like more Asian people. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like the chicken pig. <laughs> Pick up characters all the way. If you like Kung Fu, you like violence, and you like Marvel, this is the movie for you. Because I feel like anything I really say is going to put to a spoiler at any point. So now that we got that all out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, let us go to our spoilers here. Jason, your thoughts on Chang Chi. I think this movie would have been wonderful if it was a phase one movie. I think it would have been absolutely outstanding if it came out 10 years ago. Um, I'm all for having Asian representation. I'm all for having the character, uh, you know, a whole entire Asian class. I think that part was excellent. I guess, I guess I'm jaded because it, it's just like, you're going to do a Kung Fu movie and you're going to put a Marvel budget behind it. And it's like, the fight scenes are still cut the hell, you know, like the choreography is, is some, there's some cool parts, but it's still like not that great. And then of course you're going to end this all in a giant CG monster battle where, you know, nothing makes sense on screen. And it's like, like it would have been great. Like if it was the first time I've seen it, <laughs> but it's not the first time I've seen it. And then we have, you know, villain and bat and good guy become color swapped versions of each other. Uh, they nerfed the rings of power into just being glorified guns, which just shoot purple at people. And that's basically it. I mean, they could do some, you know, other stuff, but that involves shooting purple. But that's about it. Um, hey, you know, Simu Liu and, you know, mm -hmm. Aquafina, they're awesome. Their chemistry together, I thought was pretty good. Um Michelle Yeoh always brings that, you know, gravitas to it. Yes. You know, like even though she's completely underutilized in this thing and just comes out of left field. Um, the kids loved it <laughs> when I watched it. They were they were all for it, but I'm just like, I've seen this movie before. 
I mean, I'm glad I'm seeing it with, you know, more diverse cast, but I've seen this movie before and it's, it was, you know, like, and, and I guess this is also one of my biggest pet peeves is like, they had a kind of cool father son dynamic with him and uh, the Mandarin. I don't, I can't pronounce yeah. his, his, his character's name. You can just call him the Mandarin. It's fine. Yeah. I, I'll, even though it's sort of racist, I'll just call him the Mandarin. But like you took this, you know, cool badass comic character who was like this force to be reckoned with, who's this thousand year old, you know, warlord, and his like whole entire arc is like, I'm sad. <laughs> like, and that's basically, and like they could have solved his conflict with a conversation. <laughs> if he was like, yo, dad, seriously, I know that you're a, a thousand year old being. But mom died, <laughs> so like whatever they had you're that hearing, conversation. It like if work. they if those people are like, "Yo, your wife is not behind that wall." I know you. They said that it. too. It didn't work. They didn't do it. They did it for like two. Hey, your wife's not mom. Now we're gonna fight. They like, "Yo, yo, let's not fight. Let's all calm down. Let's take a deep breath. Let's sit down. Let's hash this out." You know, they could have done. They could have solved that with a conversation. I'm just saying. I think it would have been better if they solved it with a conversation. <laughs> Honestly, if they if if they didn't have to fight some sort of CGI monsters and just like, and hash it out like together. I think that would have been better for me. <clears throat> also, they should have said had more fucking Kung Fu. They should have been more people fighting each other and not CGI monsters and shit. That's, I'm just, <laughs> sometimes not everything has to be the end of the world sort of scale thing. And it's just like, I would have much rather see a smaller scale movie with just dudes fighting other dudes and some badass choreography. And that's it. Maybe that's just my expectation being put on the movie but it would have been great it, it's it if it was 10 years ago i would have loved it 10 years ago <laughs> so i'm gonna go because i'm gonna let jaron back clean up because i know he feels differently about this movie so oddly enough me and jason kind of have similar takes but i think some of the things he has an issue with i don't have as much as issue with and i justified in my own like Head cannon. I see what I did there. So I do think <laughs> I he I do think he underutilized the rings, but I think that was more on the fact that I feel like he probably didn't uh, unlock all the power of the rings. That he just He's was efficient for a thousand using, years. But that's what I'm saying. But if I do know something that works, why am I switching up the recipe? I'm not sitting around on my free time trying to tinker with what the more can do. I'm kicking ass doing it my way. So like you so I feel like that's part of the reason. It's like when Iceman gives us the finger roll in the NBA. Everybody else is doing layups one way. And Iceman gives you the finger roll. And you go, oh, shit. We can lay it up that way. And But you're going to say, well, that's just laying up underhand. People could have done that for years. Well, until yeah. somebody else unlocked that. Who, who's Iceman? So, uh, yeah, the dad's character <laughs> would be very studious. Right, so let me just start this. I think that's part of the reason why the rings were underutilized. I think they're way more powerful than we know. I think that's just how the father wielded them because of that's what he figured out how to do. Um also, the second thing I think when you were like, oh, they could have had a conversation to tell them. So, in my perspective, I was the other way on this. I'm like, how is Shang-Chi and them, like, not rocking with him with this thought process? We have seen an alien snap people out of existence. <laughs> That's also seen, true. We've seen him fight, uh, what is it, abomination. So, you were not willing to think that somebody could come back from the dead or be calling your father? Who's and the fact that your father's a years? thousand years old at this point is like, there could have been like, oh, that makes sense. Let's go figure this out. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, I was like, the fact they didn't believe him kind of bothered me more. It was like, you all have seen portals open up and flood New York City, and this is the thing you don't believe? <laughs> this one thing? Okay, sorry, I'm out here. 
Again, I told Jaron when I saw. I'm to give you that. Time, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong about that. That's fair. I, I can't I told, argue. I told Jaron when I saw it a second time, it kind of made me lower my ranking on it because it was things I was like, "What? Why are they doing this?" So the other part, so for me, and I told Jaron, I like I felt like this is the first movie that I felt like Marvel was like, "Hey, we need to get Marvelized on this." So pick it up because the first 45 minutes of it, I actually enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed how we're playing with the time and the flashbacks. I enjoyed all the scenes with the father showing how he gave up the life and was going to be a real good father and all that. Like, I actually am more interested in seeing the father in a John Wick S spinoff than I was with the rest of this movie. <laughs> him going through and killing all these crime bosses that that uh, that harmed him or coming at this family. But yeah. I like, I felt like the Marvel twist was like, oh, we got to marvelize this. And I'm gonna tell you the exact moment when I watched it the second time when I think it started, when Trevor shows up. When Trevor shows up, the movie goes it's completely just, Marvel from that point on. Here's funny a plot little, device to get you moving, whether yeah, it makes sense. Funny or not. little sidekick character that looks cute and no one can understand except for Trevor, but we don't know how Trevor can understand him. Just happened just because she just, oh yeah, I escaped out of the tunnel this way. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, let's just go to the other side of the garage and get out of this place that evidently has the baddest mofos of all these centuries that have been doing this. But yeah, just go out the other garage, you get out. It's cool. Mm -hmm. With like, the quickest automatic doors in the history of automatic doors. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You can go full speed at them, and they will open, and then you can close them, and they will immediately close. <laughs> right, right, right. I've never like, seen oh, technology yeah, like that in this world. That was the hardest yeah, part of that movie. Cool. That was the hardest thing for me to believe. There were soul-sucking alien things. So, I was like, that I, door, though. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if in that day when the, the thing opens up, was it just opens up and it's just a straight shot to the other land? Or did all those people had to go through that maze thing to get there? Because when they put the dragon eyes in there and the water flowed out, the water flowed out and showed the maze. Yes. So but was it, it that all those troopers had to do that maze to get there? So how did all of them get in? Aquafina's ass barely made it. Mm. It just things that make me just go, what the fuck are we doing in this movie right now? Like, and yes, I agree. The movie should have ended with him and the father fighting and having a real beatdown brawl out fight. No dragons, no super bullshit like that. Just let it be done. And then the last thing I did, and I justified it in my head because I'm like, oh, okay, he's wearing dragon scale. It must be the only way that this regular human is getting punched in the fucking gut with 10 rings and is getting the fuck up. Like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, you made this one of the baddest weapons for a thousand years and you can't take down one man? One man? I don't care if it's your son. One man? Like, no, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And the last part is I hate Aquafina. She's terrible. She annoys me. And I realize it's not even a personal thing that me and Jaren talked about. It just hurt. The way she delivered lines is just whack to me. It just, can see. We, can we talk about her black scent? <laughs> oh, well, me and Jaren talked about that very heavily because yeah, Jaren felt differently about it. And I was like, we're not going to do this. <laughs> we're not going to defend. Well, no, you, 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 sent, you, sent me, you sent me an article and I kind of looked into it. And I was like, all right, I, I get it. I just yeah. never really experienced it. So. I mean, also with that, it's like, you know, a lot of the stuff, like, he has the Ten Rings, and they are magical people that have magic, but, like, in, like, Doctor Strange, you kind of, like, sort of give you, like, what the magic can do, and in this one, it only seems like the magic can just swirl around wheat leaves and stuff, <laughs> maybe. Like, they never really, like, like, I guess I, it would be more of, like, a visual language that, like, they understand, like, when he's, like, doing the more liquid form of of kung fu and flowing mm -hmm. along you know but sometimes you need to just say it's like you know he uses power and strength and he's always ah punching you know we need to flow and like that will change it's like there's yeah, not really like more of a character 
They're airbenders. Yeah, but like, yeah, like, like, like Bagua, fucking waving leaves at yeah. this guy to win. Yeah, yeah. It's like Bagua circle walking. Like, guy couldn't land a punch. Yeah. All right, and then yeah. I will. I'll finish up with my last part of the review. Uh, the last part of it too is that I thought the fight scenes were in here were really good. I like the way that the fight scenes. His as his personality grew and changed, his his fighting ability grew and changed. Like I told Jen, I feel like the beginning it was very Jackie Chanish. Oops, like I'm not trying to like Even be aggressive. I'm trying to avoid conflict. A little clumsy. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then I felt like near the end he got more aggressive and more dominant, etc. Also, one of the reasons I do like this movie is at the end of the day, this movie's it's it's an anime trope. This movie was an anime from all the flashback scenes to explain the things that we didn't know to going forward, the reluctant hero that weird that weirdly powers up. All of a sudden, at the end, I know Jaren, his mother taught him some secret techniques that he forgot. Yeah, he powered up for a dude that had been fighting for a thousand years with one of the most powerful weapons of the planet. Sorry, I don't care how much your mother taught you. You couldn't pick up that whole art in one day. Or, or, or girl, picking up being better than Hawkeye in one day? Yeah, okay. Tell me another <laughs> one. So, but that's anime. But that is anime in the trend. The hero in anime always powers up for a short amount of time. That took people centuries to learn, and he learned it in a short amount of time and uses it to effectiveness to beat the big bad. It was an anime. I don't know if that was done intentionally because of this Asian roots or if it's just how it played off. But it literally was an anime for me, which I enjoyed. But on the the same token, I wish Marvel just would have backed up. I think it was a better story hitting in this movie that was over and superseded because they had to do the Marvel tropes. They had to get the checklist out and make sure this stuff was hit. Also, last thing, I didn't Wong in the movie. It was no reason for Wong in this movie at all. Oh, there's a reason for Wong in the movie. There's a reason for Wong in the movie. Yes, that's the reason. Yeah, because obviously at the end, why is Wong talking to him? He's not the source of Supreme. It should be Doctor Strange, but there's Wong. I mean, I like Wong. Yeah. Even if they had Wong at the end, Wong's an accomplished fighting abomination. What was the point of that? Like, it was no point, but it'd be like, oh, guys, look who that is. What about Wong's character says he's going to do that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love the fact. I love the fact that he when he did it, it was he was friends with Abomination. Like he's like, dude, like this dude like killed forty people in New York City. By the way, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Wong's like, Like, work on your punch, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, his cell was in the back. If you noticed that too, like he was taking him back to his prison. Like, okay, all right, all right. I'm good. Jaren, please sweep it up and tell us how we're all wrong. Go ahead and make me feel better about this movie. Yeah, you guys are first of all fucking hell, Jesus, Joseph, Mary. You guys came hard at this. All right, his slipping out. That's you know. Yeah, yeah. Christ <laughs> Almighty. Um, first of all, the movie itself, all the characters are fantastic. Like the the bad guy, the father son thing. I think you guys didn't give it near enough credit that it deserved. That was there was an emotional pull in that. That was, and despite the fact that everything around it was kind of superhuman. It was one. It was very human. the The idea that this guy's been around for a thousand years, but he knows that he's going to live forever if he keeps the rings on, and then finds a woman that he's willing to take the rings off for, which means that he'll start aging again. Apparently, not rapidly, but like at a normal pace. Like, or at like all. The, yeah, like like <laughs> that. That in and of itself is like there's this beautiful thing um, that exists in these characters that. Uh, make me it made him a very three-dimensional bad guy and somebody that i i i understood where he's come from i got magneto vibes like i get it my dude this is you know not the way to go about it but i get it i get it i get it um also if you genuinely have uh, suffered loss in your life and there is even a magic-y 
crazy idea that you could potentially recapture some of that happiness that you're lacking in your life. There are, there are people that will go to the ends of the earth and to great links. And I mean, that, that is something that I think we, it's human nature thing. I think we can all get behind. Um, uh, main character, CMU, he was great. Um, I really, I really, I do like looking at it. I, I watched it a third time. Um, <laughs> Had to help that box office, right? Uh, it's the biggest box office uh, on the Labor Days because fucking Jared over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just I know, me. Right? Um, uh, I uh, what Jason was talking about as far as his fighting style evolving as his character did. I I I, I looked for it, and and Jason's got a better eye than I do about these things because initially I was like, I don't know about that, but yeah, absolutely. Um, his family being Airbenders was very cool. I am not a huge fan of like like overt wire work like uh uh crouching tiger hidden dragon is a little too ridiculous i like the i like my characters to have the weight that the human would have so walking out on a single little branch doesn't fit right to me plus you see their feet move where you can tell they're just dangling shit like that bothers me um and but this wire work was done when he meets this when he meets his wife uh, the dad meets his wife, and uh, I, I genuinely, genuinely enjoyed that fight sequence. It was, it was weird. Uh, the first in the first movie I saw it, in, I wasn't with Jason, but somebody like two rows over was like, Wait, "Yo, are they like? Is this like? Are they flirting?" <laughs> and I was like, "They fucking are," and it's great. <laughs> um, yes, they. I, I think you guys are right about them underpowering the rings. That being said, it's Marvel, and what. The first thing that they do is they call some Avengers in to take a much more deep look at the rings. And I like that they bring a scientist, somebody from the galactic side of things, and a, and a magic user. Like, they got one of each <laughs> to kind of go, what the fuck? And I think there'll be an unlocking of potential that'll come in future movies where you'll see them used, obviously, in new and interesting ways because that's how storytelling works. But also, uh, as far as, like, character progression with that. Um I just, I mean, I felt it like the, when his sister, like when she goes at him hard and you're like the fuck. And then the flashbacks really tell that story. I thought that was a great story. Don't leave me alone here. And he was like, I'll be back in three days. And then he ran like a bitch. Like I get it. I get this. I, the shame that he had that he tried to, to hide with just being a, a, a layabout and a fuck around. Um, like, uh, him not understanding why his sister was so angry until he really confronted his past. Like I dug it. Like the character work in this is so much better than the last couple Marvel movies. Like they dug deep. And you guys, you cannot be pleased. They didn't bring a fucking sky beep into this or an army of the same thing that all just collapse when you kill one like like uh, antenna or whatever. No, they no, they were all still individual things, and there weren't there weren't ten thousand of them. But oh, there's there only like sky beam. yeah, there's no sky beam and there was none, there's no Chitari army. Uh, and and you guys are still like, yeah, but there was CG characters at the end. Yeah, it was a CG fucking mess at the end. Like it was great I'm a, as a visual effects artist, I thought they did a great job of translating. Yeah, of making that. everything look gray. The what the the <laughs> idea that you got the idea that the dragon kept swirling, he was like a waterbender. He kept trying okay, to okay, great, great, to uh, great idea. Water. You what you watered out the whole entire tone of the scene by doing yeah. that. Uh, I don't know. I like this. Uh, uh, oh, also, not, also, uh, also, can I just say when they get to Talo, the visuals, um, 
pulling from all that old oh, like that was cool. Chinese lore. They made that place fucking beautiful. Uh, those those lions, the ones that you always see that you consider stylized lions that are like uh, like carved out of stone, but in real life were fucking awesome. I want one of those. I mean, you know, obviously you can't have one, but you know, I mean, that'd be dope. I mean, might be got to go through a maze of reeds and and a portal That's, to the mountain. All right, so now let me be fair. There are a couple things uh, that stupid fucking forest could have been fixed with a helicopter. Come at it from the sky. You can see it all moving. Yeah. Saying, real fucking simple. Look for you the clearing. to go to that place in 96. They had helicopters back then. Yeah. yeah. I, know. I, I know. I know. It started with a helicopter shot and saying also, 1996. If you're trying to protect your 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 secret land from warlords or whoever, um, hmm. why are you sending out a pretty girl, man? <laughs> oh, right? Send out someone who's fugly. <laughs> She's so the fugliest she was, dude you got. <laughs> I think she was just hanging out having lunch and got and got oh. discovered. But the 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 thing that uh Jason brought up uh, about uh how the army got in, I will say that they explained it a bit where they said that one day out of the year this thing opens up wide. Now there's still turns because you saw the little light moving through the water map. There's the light still took lefts and rights, but it might be on this one particular day at this one particular time that it's a bigger pocket to be in. The little pig chicken thing said, I can just take you there now. We can just go like normal. And those are probably smaller pockets. That's at least my headcanon on it. Like, that's why it was a little bit, you know, like you can go anytime you want, but it's a lot more dangerous, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I can accept that. Yeah. And I, and I, and, uh, I, I like they like talk about fixing the Mandarin issue they had on their hands. <laughs> I thought that was great. Also, the callback, the second callback to the Iron Man three movie, because there was definitely an extremist mm -hmm. soldier fighting a, another Black Widow in like yeah. in that in one of those fight cages. So I thought that was yeah the good. arena, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, all in all, uh, paced well. Yes, they did fast forward the end a little bit. I don't know where I would have. I don't know where I would have shrunk the rest of the movie because I thought the, the rest of the movie had all of the heart and the story in it. Um, but he did get really good at the one fighting style that's beaten his dad in the past pretty quickly. I want, because I like the movie, I, I want to say that it's because his mom was teaching him without teaching him, like all growing up, and that this was just kind of all she, all Auntie had to do was kind of like, like, now everything you already know, potential. like put it together, put it together, and put your mind behind it, and you got it. You already know it. You just don't know you know it. That's what I. That's that. That's where I'm gonna go with that. But yeah, I know. Uh, I know Jason wants to jump in. I know. So uh, before Jason when, jumps, I just got one thing to just yeah. kind of go with it. Is like old bone arrow guy got got that fucking man that hurt. <laughs> Yeah, was being on screen for 20 seconds. He was so oh, important yeah, yeah. to the story. Oh. I, I will say this, Jaren. All the <laughs> things so that you talked about you like that you felt like we didn't get, mm. I did get. And that's what I told you. I thought it was good. All that stuff happened before Trevor showed up. All True. the things you named about yep. development happened before Trevor showed up. Once Except he showed up, the movie marveled. And it <laughs> went, and I'm not talking about sky beams. It's just, I'm saying like, for perfect example. They're sitting in there. The fucking soul eaters are coming. They're like, hey, we need to fight together because they don't give a shit. The guy's like, we're not going to fight with you. Well, uh, I guess we will work together. If that yeah. is not a Marvel joke trait, the, oh, no, who are you? And then Captain America takes down the, uh, to the, 
You know what? Yeah, get the perimeter set. Like it, it, it just it literally, and I can point to the moments that are just Marvel, yeah. Marvel, Marvel. That that director didn't write that that joke. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna that joke. I can't argue. Like, I can't argue with that. Like, that and I also want to say, I think it was a better movie, and then they just flipped it and was like, "Oh, sorry guys, we know what you came here for, Marvel." And then they went Marvel, and that's why I was like, "That's when I was like, I got this interest." That's why I fell asleep the first time, and everybody and with me the second time. Fell asleep around that time because I think people were like, oh, we know where we're going now. Like, no need to watch. No, I don't know. Hey, that was my only real brief. Again, I think I want to stay here too. I like the movie because I think I just shitted on it most of it. I like the movie. So I know Jason wanted to jump in. Jason, your thoughts? Well, I just want to say, like, like I agree with you. We'll move on. I agree with Jaron too with the whole with the, the father and son thing was very heartfelt. I just wanted that to be the whole movie. Mm. Like, I, I wanted more of that. That's why I was kind of more disappointed because I wanted that to hold. That's the whole movie right there. But also, uh, to me, like when I'm watching the movie, it kind of made like Shang Chi was kind of like not very useful as a protagonist, and more so than his sister could be. Like yeah. I don't understand, like why are we focused on him when she's just as good? Like there's no reason why he has to be the one to do, to do this. She could have done it too, and it's like well, if, yeah, you, if it's, you're it's if, representation if, of an Asian culture, so the guy is going to get it, and the girl's going to be left to the side. That's that's yeah. our culture. <laughs> I don't think you can say that out loud, Jared. <laughs> also, Tell me bro. you don't you don't even want me to get on a sister. Oh, I learned how to fight better than everybody without fighting anybody. Without actually practicing with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned how to fight better without fighting anybody. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. She did start I a fight not... ring. Maybe she started at the bottom of that fight ring and got yeah, good. She had to work her way up. She was like, <laughs> I got my practice in, guys. Y'all just weren't there to see it. I was always yeah. fighting dudes. Yeah, very, very. I like I will yeah. say. Post the marvelization, as Jason puts it, the the trade of barbs between the father and the son when they're fighting each other is some of the most savage shit because it felt like it hit so close to home for both of them. They, you know how you can say the thing that'll hurt your loved ones the most because you know them the most intimately, so you know kind of where the where the the holes in the armor are. Uh, those two points. You watched your mother die and you sat there like a coward. You're fucking afraid of everything. Probably hit him, that character straight to yes. his core. Seven year old he, child, go out there and fight yeah. those guys for hey, your hey, mother. Hey. My you know seven how, year old you know, child. You know, you, know, you know how people are when they're like, I wish no, I could have done more. Stupid. That's fucking dumb. But when there's a lot of emotion there, that's a big thing. And then he flipped it on his dad and he was like, Listen, if she did come back, would she even fucking like you? Look at what you've become. Like I, I mean, mean he was that, that, that definitely was, cut him to his core picture. <laughs> he but, was totally that when they met. And also, yeah. like, if you're the fucking man who's been around for a thousand years and you've like done all this bad stuff, are you not going to protect your house against like the fucking triad gang? Like, you toppled governments and shit, and yeah. you can't like have one guy there who's like, oh fuck, here comes the East Asian triads. We should probably, you know, stop these guys. It's like, like a no. bell ringer or something. <laughs> Yeah. Right. All right, Jaron, your final thoughts before we go to ratings. Uh I guess I'm the, the lone standard here. I, you said you guys did like it. Uh I think I liked it more. I thought it was a, a job well done, and I thought it delivered on a lot of the promise of a it it was <laughs> better than Mulan. <laughs> well, that's that's same, same company. All right. Uh Jason, what, what would you rate? Shang-Chi. Seven out of five. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one time in my brain, Why you killing my rating? <laughs> I was, this movie is fucking five. awesome. After I talked to you, this movie, no. I would rate it. I would still give it a four. I was, as I said, if this movie came out 10 years ago, I would have loved it. Like, every single second of it. But it's just, it's just the jade in me that says, you know, all that other stuff, right? So it's still a, it's still a good movie. So four. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to give it a 3.5. I battled to not get I was going to give it a 3, but I'm going to give it a 3.5 because it is enjoyable. It is a lot of good stuff in this movie. I just, I think maybe I feel like it could have been better. And I can't hold that against the movie because it could have been better. Like, a lot of things could be better. So, this world could be better. <laughs> on a rating, on a, and a, is a three five on the rating? Is that is that still go pay for the ticket in the theater territory? Uh, three point five for me, or, or I would make if I made a joke about what a three point five would be. It would be um, streaming, but I would probably pay for the stream. I would bootleg five ninety nine rental streaming. Gotcha. <laughs> right, I would bootleg it off someone else's stream. <laughs> but yes, go see the movie, uh, Jaren. I'm gonna average this out because I'm gonna give it a four five. So uh, that'll put us like, at, Ooh, at an average yeah, of four nice spectrum. <laughs> yep, man, Jerry, you. It, I mean, love the there, there are definitely before. problems with this movie. Don't get me wrong, but it is a, just a damn good time, and it's done well. When the fights happen, they're great. I don't have man. any complaints about those fights. That it's bus just, sequence was fucking awesome. I will say this: difficult. Friend, I will give Marvel this. Marvel's given you the ability to like forget all your things that you hate and just like it. That is a great trait for Marvel and respect to Marvel for that. Because you don't like why I work and you're like, oh, but it's a lot better in this one. No, it wasn't. Because it's minimal. It's minimal. It's, it's minimal. It was still waiting. I would actually want like an airbender. I wanted this to be like an HK film and a wirework film slapped together with $200 million budget behind it. Yes. And had some fucking, you know, some badass Asian choreographer who's the fucking yep, yep. DP on this shit. There's yep. tons of that out there. You can go see that no, all you want. No, but you, not with $200 million behind it. That's the thing. You don't see it with that much money behind it, right? And like you could, like, they, they could have it. elevated this thing to a whole nother level. And they're I just agree. like, no, we'll just, we'll bunt so we can get on base. Yeah, I agree. Well, you I end agree. up with Dynasty Warriors when you do that. <laughs> no, because they didn't have a bunch of behind that shit. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have $200 million. No, they didn't have that. Uh, but shout out to again, shout out to Marvel Man. The formula works, and I expect them to keep churning it out until next time. What's the next one? Spider Man, the Eternals, I think. Eternals, oh, the Eternals, in November. Yeah, that's well, there's hope because it looks like they're going to tell a different story in this one too. And the director they have is an Asian woman. A different story. Yeah. Yes, I, so, I mean, look, my finger. How much home. you want to bet it's going to be a fucking CGI fucking mess at the end? <laughs> oh, I know it's going to be. I already, it's going to be the same as this movie. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be some sort of. Base beam or giant monster. <laughs> well, you already you already got you already got Marvel Superman with those I beams. I'm like, yeah. oh damn, okay. We're gonna be like space said, beam super be monster together. Ultimately intrigued with, and then it's gonna turn the ship because we got to get back to the people in the back who don't care about actually filmmaking and storytelling. But I agree, so our, the, the father is one of the best villains that Marvel has put out, and Marvel always has a villain issue. And they this killed him. The case and they fucking killed him. This yeah, this villain had all three dimensions. And if I can, yep, yep, yep. Uh, speaking of villains, let's go ahead and jump into He's a good Mortal one. Kombat Battle of the Realms. So uh I'll go ahead and start here because you know we're gonna give we're giving Jaren the break. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um man, I put it in the thumbnail, man. This escalated quickly, bro. Like <laughs> I came into the movie thinking, okay, they're gonna do this and do the tournament, and it was like, oh no, we're kicking ass off the rip. And then it was like, oh, okay. 
we're slowing down on kicking asses, just talking about how we're going to kick ass in this tournament. And I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be some kind of story bullshit to get ready for the tournament. It was like, nah, we here. Yeah, we're, we did, we're just <laughs> doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Fight. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and then I was killing jokers. I was like, damn, they're going in. And it's like, oh, they had the subplot with Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And I actually cared less about that. And they cared more about just the tournament, but I realized as quickly as you killing jokers, the tournament had to have some time because you got you had to have a sub story because the tournament was often jokers in like two minute fights. Yeah, so you'd be, you'd be out of characters. Yeah, yeah. so we gotta pad this, this out. <laughs> this is what the movie should have been, but I will say this: the only issue I really had with this was the dumbass kaiju huge monster fight at the fucking end. Why is this yeah, a thing now? Why is this a thing left. that has to be a thing? Like, I don't care about, like, I just care about a tournament. It's Mortal Kombat. Just mm. give me what you were giving me and just put more characters in it to be fucked up. And I'm all for it here, man. But nope, 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 nope. They just went on and said, hey, we're going to. And then also, Liu Kang turns into the most inefficient fighting thing you could do. If you're going to turn into a dragon, turn into the one of the fuckers that got long arms. Why you turn into the Don't turn dragon? into your culturally recognized dragon. Turn into a European <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn into the one with the little ass arms. Even in Asian culture, they do have dragons that are bigger because that's just the water dragon, typically the one with the smaller arms. You can get bigger arms. This motherfucker was like, hey, let me fight you, man. Come here. Come here. No. Oh, why you hurt me? Yeah, because you got these little ass arms. No one, like, sorry. Sorry. It, it's like, you can't you kick her anyway. It's like us fighting like an iguana. Like, we. We can we can we can we can make our way around that because we got legs and arms and shit. And we can be like, oh, slow down, stomp on you, step on you. Like, no, look at that. that bothered me the fuck out of me. It was like, why are you fighting them with the worst possible thing you could fight them with, or the worst possible persona you could fight them with? Like it, that that bothered me. But other than that, man, I mean, I was here for it, and it's like only an hour and like ten minutes long. So it literally was like, get in here, kick some ass, and get the fuck on home. So and I was already home, so it was even better. Uh, <laughs> she above a bucket of water. <laughs> uh, so, Jerry, your thoughts on Mortal Kombat Battle, Battle of the Rounds? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I uh, this thing was action from top to bottom. It was great. It's it's funny you say that. I was thinking, I was like, they're they're taking. I felt like in in a in movies past and in other iterations, the 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 sub zero <laughs> like that plot was the a plot and the tournament kind of was the back shadow and i thought they totally flipped it on this one. <laughs> like we do let's do this tournament thing. <laughs> yeah which was great um i don't have as big an issue with kaijus as you guys do uh i mean it was everything you said was a hundred percent correct about how goof goof he was but i mean you know it is what it is the animation was tight uh uh and the action was good. It was smooth. I, I dug it. I liked it. And uh, I mean, it was gory. It was damn good. Yeah. They did not shy away from that blood or the insides. So I dug it, which is very Mortal Kombat. So I appreciated it. So, yeah, uh, I I was promised goods and I showed up and they delivered. So I was very <laughs> I, I, was, I was happy. I was happy. Jason, your thoughts? Uh, OK, so in the beginning, when the Outworlds besieging the temple, and they had, you know, guys with bows and arrows, and then all the army shows up and start like four dudes in the army start like, why didn't you just call the army to shoot these fuckers in the first place? Like, it seems like guns in this universe are like 
super OP. Yeah. <laughs> or just like yeah. guns in every other universe where they just work. Because <laughs> even like when they snuck into the camp with this Johnny Cage and then it's just like uh, it's Sonya Blade with a fucking sniper rifle. He's like, oh yeah, we just shot like 90 of your dudes. <laughs> so I don't understand why there's not more military people in this in this universe. In fact, my biggest problem with this movie is they needed more like character fodder. Like they got striker, and for for some reason they love killing out Kung Lao. They just love killing that motherfucker. <laughs> like yeah, he got he got gotten like, in those, this that, dude like, is like the most badass guy here, and y'all yeah. just give him the most gory, gory gruesome death. Mm. Like pulling all the other fuckers, pulling fucking Nightwolf and 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 all the other motherfuckers that I can't name. Well, what about all those cyborgs that are every color yeah. of the rainbow? Yeah. Yeah, all the fucking cyborgs and, and shit, and then get them all killed off as well. Because it's like <laughs> Johnny Cage, Luke Kang, Sonya, and Jax. Was, I'm glad Jax gets to live because he's the only black dude there. So, and right. everybody else gets, you know, gets murked. Um, I kind of stopped paying attention once Luke Kang got all the powers. I was like, okay, this is starting to get boring now. Oh, this is why we we're here. Okay, that's that's fine. Kaiju battle. I'm going to go to sleep. I like literally. I didn't even know the movie was over until I started seeing the, the credits. I was like, "Oh, I guess it's over now." <laughs> I guess he won because I just it just I just zoned out. Like that's not what we're here for. Um, but like the B plot with um the Underlord dude, I'm sure he has a name, and I'm sure some Mortal Kombat fans are like, "Oh, the Shinjon, the fucking bastard." Like I like that plot that he's just trying to like like fuck this whole entire combat thing. Let's just ruin. Let's just end this all because this mm-hmm. shit sucks. I felt that he's a mood. <laughs> so, but using the ninjas like uh, Luke, not Luke King, Sub Zero's Ninja Clan's like, yeah, we're gonna work for this guy. Oh shit, you're the guy that we shouldn't work for. Like, you did you not know <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. You know what this story you're is? A bad man, about this evil dude who's trying to destroy the. Universe. Oh shit, you're that guy. <laughs> like, and then also like, why are you turning your fucking ninjas into cyborgs? Like. Against their will, that's like a very bad plan. They're all ninjas. They're gonna be like, "No, we're not gonna do this." <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your training, but uh, could you just go down here real quick? We're just gonna just give you a little. <laughs> what about some tests, some further tests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad part is it's that's what's part of the the series, which because you know in the era of the video game that was like cyborgs and ninjas were cool. Yeah, so that was why not make them one together? Too. Right. <laughs> With Fred. Um. Occasionally, the animation looked like Saturday morning cartoon to me, but then they would do something really, really good. Like the fight scenes are always really, really good. Um, the X-ray yeah. stuff, even though like when they do the X-ray stuff, like you should be dead. Like yeah. you broke yeah. all your ribcage and he punched in your heart. You're fucking dead. You're not. Ugh, I'll be fine and I'm Lord Raiden. I'll be okay. No, yeah. you're fucking dead. <laughs> well, he's a sky god or whatever. So he was a sky <laughs> god. Yeah, he didn't he even gave sleep. it up like Superman to be yeah. mortal. But other than that, and the ending, it was really enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, like it did what every what every Mortal Kombat movie should do, which is have Mortal Kombat and dudes fucking yes. getting their heads ripped off and shit. Yes. I don't understand what's so hard about this concept that people can't get. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like wrong. that. Hey, Liu Kang, chosen one. He's gonna he's gonna win. We know that from the beginning. Here's some other guys. Oh, he's a pretty girl. He's a black dude. He's another guy. Uh, and then like, two more dudes who are just like there. Like we can name them. We don't have the name. We don't. Those ten dudes get their fucking heads rid off, their eyes blown up, whatever. And then at the end, Lucane beats whoever the bad guy is, and you know he gets his dick sucked. I don't fucking care. Somebody, like, somebody off screen says fatality at the right yeah. time. Yeah. 
Like there could be a guy like I was like fatality. Like on the secret island or whatever. Fatality. It's my only job. Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be more complex than that. Like and maybe have some sort of small B plot that is fun too. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. It, yeah. Don't go it. for a serious B plot. Go for a fun B plot that yeah. that is either yeah. Yeah. Maybe Sub Zero and, and Scorpion going out to get ice cream because they don't give a shit. <laughs> and every time they try to get ice cream, there's another every time Sub Zero tries to get ice cream, Scorpio burns it. <laughs> Keep your mask on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I will give this rating wise. I'll give it a three. This is a solid stream for me. I mean, not bad, not great, but it's good. It was, it was enjoyable as hell. So, uh, Jason, what do you give it? Three as well. 3.5. 3.56. There you go. Give him the extra six. Uh, <laughs> I don't put those, I don't put those in there. You can say them all you want. <laughs> you get you get one digit past the period. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely stream it. I mean, if you have, if you have it, it's not I something that Netflix for this. But yeah, it's not something to go get Netflix for. But uh, but yeah, if you have Netflix, definitely, it's 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 a fun watch. It's paced well too. If you're, Mortal, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, definitely go ahead and get. Oh it, yeah, get yeah, it. yeah. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the next fandom thing that we're going to argue about. So I'm probably just going to start this off and then shut up for probably the rest of it. Uh, we have Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Um, Jason, please tell us about Star Wars The Bad Batch and your thoughts. I mean, like, this season was really, really good. Like, it ended pretty coolly. Like, um, mm-hmm. the whole... Um, Very coolly? Coolly is a word, and I'm going to use it, so fuck yeah. off. It's it's, right. it's, it's, it's A-A-V-E, all right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's about uh, yeah like, uh, there's a lot of callbacks. Like, Dave Filoni is, like, rewriting... All the canon from Legacy, from uh, the Legends, back into canon, uh, and he's doing it very deftly, and like in a very entertaining way. Like, I don't know the name of the mountain where the stormtroopers come from, but that's like you know important in the Thrawn trilogy. I mean, he's already brought back Thrawn in in yeah. Rebels. Like, he is setting it up. I don't understand why this dude is not the you know executive producer over Star Wars because he's the only one that knows how to do Star Wars right, in my opinion. Like. Even the even though Jaren hates the animation style, like a lot of the stuff in that he gives us is so good and wonderful. And even like seeing that hollowed out mountain for the first time as the ships pull up is beautiful to me. And it's like this in this season where they actually, you know, hash it out with crosshair. Yeah, I mean, like, and like, you know, it's like you guys abandoned me, man. Like I I and we could just be a part of something bigger than ourselves, which is what we were designed to do. And they're like, yo, like they're they're kind of lying to you. They're just going to leave you here to die. And like that. And then, the, you know, Omega coming in, it's like, yo, we're all like the same. You know, we're a family. We're, we're, we're going to come back for you, even though you're going to try to kill us and all the other good stuff. And it's like, it's so well done. The characterization, like Omega could have been easily like an annoying little girl character. Like, so good. They, like well, a uh, beginning of a so because she, yes. they do this oh, yes. well. They do. They know what they're <laughs> fucking doing. <laughs> Because they start off, oh, she's gonna be annoying as fuck, and then they give her character development and character growth, and you realize, oh, that's what they're gonna do all along. And it's so good. Like Bad Batch is another thing you should put in if you are a Star Wars fan. You should have you should put this into your Star Wars must watch list along with Clone Wars, along with Rebels. 
the other one, the pilot show, Resistance. Yeah, you skip Resistance. Don't you do know, Resistance. Throw that away, Don't but do Resistance. Dave Filoni has always been a very competent and very uh, astute storyteller, and it and it just shows in the show. I mean, in every show that he does, it shows. But this one is just more of the more good stuff. So that's why yeah. I feel about the whole series. <laughs> I'm going to kind of echo Jason in this one because Bad Batch is good. The only you're it wasn't me, even, you're letting me in this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm echo uh, Jason on that one. But the only issue, and it wasn't even an issue. The only thing that was concerning to me for Bad Batch was I felt like Omega's ability to help them solve their issues so early in the show kind of nerfed the Bad Batch as a group. Now, I know they were going through impossible situations, but they were built to be like, that's the team you get for impossible situations because they just have their direct skill sets. But I understand you had to do that to build Omega. So I get it. So that's why I was kind of like, I was being pulled both ways for probably the first six, seven episodes. And because even when she would make her mistakes and then you would see the team like figure it out and fix it and X, Y, and Z. But then later on, when she started being pretty much a part of the team, it was some things they wouldn't have got by if she didn't do what she did. And I felt like that was, I felt like she should have been an afterthought and still showed how dominant the team was. But then it cleans itself up at the end because the team is still dominant at the end with her on there, but with or without her. So it, it took me through this roller coaster because I'm like, oh, I don't like the way she keeps messing this stuff up for them. And why do they keep letting her come out and do things? And she's just fucking up. And then it was like, oh, no, she's competent as hell. It was like, I guess, the, the Bounty Hunter episode where she escapes the like I'm like, oh, she's competent as hell. She's getting it. And then it's like, oh, well, she's on these missions with them. And if she wasn't there, they probably wouldn't have succeeded. That's not a good plan to have a kid be your, your, your linchpin well, to get out of here. Technically, she's it, older than them. Well, yeah, again, but I mean, <laughs> she still doesn't have the battle experience they have. So, But then it's like, at the end, it's like, oh, they are still a good team and they still handle their business. It just this is the way you develop a character. And because right. I don't see that very much in places that we watch now, it threw me off for a while. It took me a while to get used to what they were trying to do because <laughs> most shows and TV don't build characters. They just let character X get power B and then he's off running to C. So that was pretty dope. Uh, that's why. I'm, but at the end of the day, like they, you know, we talked about Dave Floney and I'm not going to go too far in it. I just want to point in some of the things that he did kind of fix that if people didn't notice. So if you noticed in that whole thing that one destroying the clones being made leads to the human stormtroopers that we go into later on. Great move because people wonder if you had the clones, why did you switch? Yeah. Well, now we know on, in canon why we switch because it was already done in Legacy, but we know in canon now. Also, I don't know if you noticed that the clones were had like little clone vials that looked like Snoke almost in the vial. I don't know if you noticed that in the final one. I think yeah. it's the second to last episode. So we're assuming, I'm assuming that they were cloning, experimenting with cloning other things, other situations, which I think eventually led to Snoke. Also, if you add in the Mandalorian, again, Dave Filoni helped out with that too, where they were taking M cells or the, the dreaded word we don't want to hear, Metachlorian cells. So and <laughs> take, right, <laughs> taking them. And I think they were injecting the clones with that. Because that was the whole thing why they wanted uh, Gogrug or Baby Yoda was because they wanted his M count. To, so I think they wouldn't use that to inject the clones with. So now all this Snoke thing does not justify the movies. It does make more sense. It does answer some of the questions if you're paying attention that a lot of people weren't. I remember I wrote it down in my notes like in scribble, like, oh, shit, that's a Snoke clone. Like, because that's he's, what they were he's leading basically, to. So, 
he's basically doing with the Bad Batch in subsequent in the Mandalorian for the new movies what he did for the prequels, which was actually yes. take all the bullshit in it and explain it in good and relevant ways. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think it it's just a good freaking series. They they do this ensemble cast series very well in the cartoons and um very, very well. Better than they ever have done in the movies, and better than they probably will ever do if they ever do. I think it was supposed to be a Star Wars live action series coming sometime down the road. They pro- if it's not helmed by him, like overseeing it, it's not going to be good. Like he does a very good job with giving characters life and then fully fleshing them out and giving them basically a different vibe or different feel. Like the Bad Batch for me growing up as a kid would have been one of those things that I would have talked about in school, me and my friends would have been into, and we all would have ID associated with one of the members to be like, oh, no, I'm this such-such, and we would have played in the playground pretending to be those guys. So, oh, and that's like cool why I was Donatello. Yeah. Right, 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 right. That's Donatello. Cool thing is that, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, Donatello was the man. Do not disperse yeah. Donatello. Yeah. Uh, Michelangelo, yeah. Leonardo, Balls. Donatello. Leonardo's dope. Yeah. Raphael. I love, <laughs> I love, I love, I love it. I love it. The party kid is I love Raphael, too. The number one. Or the angry kid. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, yes, I- I'm here for it, man. The Bad Batch, it has been renewed for season two, so we're going to get more of that good stuff, and uh, I- I'm here for it. Uh, Jaren, oh, I know also, you already got through. Before, oh, sorry, go before you shit on the animation, uh, yeah. there is an actual uh, thing on YouTube where it shows from, like, of the Clone Wars from season one to season six and how much better, because they didn't have a budget in season one, and now they have a budget in season six, and how much better, more sm- fluid the animation gets. Like it's night and day. We're starting over with this one at season one of that one. Is Look, that what it's you're a saying? TV show? And one day it'll get better. No, it's still good. You're just bad and wrong. No, so. yeah, no, I know. Go ahead, we're gonna say, I'm, and we'll just ignore you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll talk amongst ourselves while Jaren does something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, I am not a huge Star Wars fan. Let's just get that right out in the open. I haven't read the novels. I don't know what's canon or not canon. I don't when when somebody in fucking uh in the in the mandalorian which i fucking enjoyed the shit out of when they mentioned some general something or other that is not been canon because he's a novel character or whatever and everybody lost their fucking shit i i i don't share in that i don't understand it uh i i am a fan of the idea of a star wars story happening without a goddamn skywalker shoveled into it i'm a big fan of that all the star wars that i've liked were the ones that didn't have a skywalker shoveled into it i really liked uh I liked uh, Halo Reach. Which which Star Wars was that? Um, that was, that was liked, five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and a solo story was all right, minus the stupid naming convention. But it was a heist movie. It was fun for what it was. Um, I got to share something since we're talking about Star Trek. Animation rigs. Are, the animation rigs in this are so fucking tragic um, that when a character smiles looks like it's a broken like terror doll that would stare at you in the darkened room of an aunt who you're having to stay with because your parents were murdered or something it's fucked i it in the very first episode the clearly evil stormtrooper in the group decided he was gonna go be evil i was like oh my god they couldn't have telegraphed that anymore i get it's a children's show so evil guy gonna be evil but i mean come on they could have hit him a little bit uh and I only got to episode four. So if that guy turn, comes around and he has like an amazing character growth and comes back to the batch and is awesome and not a dick anymore or something. Oh, no, he's still really great. Okay. But he, he says why he's a dick. 
Okay. But, but I mean, if they explain it and it's, 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 it's adequate, I mean, great. Uh, I, I can't hate on it. I'm only in, I, again, I got to, I got to the one where the little girl was like trying to, like they were all getting people off a planet and that, you know, that one, what episode four or five, three, four or five, one of those. Anyway, um, they were on Wyla, right off, and they're trying to get the Twilights off the planet. Come on, Jerry, Jesus Christ. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if you had said, you know, Klingons off of, uh, you know, oh, Tarak nice. or I would have been like, yeah, sure. No, what? Probably, come on. That's their home world. <laughs> you don't rescue people from their home world. If um, it's going to explode, they do. All right. Is that what, is that what was happening? To, I thought to, there was like an invading force there that was like enslaving him or something. I thought, yeah, I don't know. Uh, based on based on what both of you have said, I will revisit this. I will hate watch it all the way to the end of season one, just so that I can see the story. Because I mean, listen, I'll be here for a story, but I'm 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 a visual guy first and foremost. So in that scenario, oftentimes I will endure a absolute garbage story because the visuals are so good in this scenario i'm going to try to like grow a little bit and i'm going to endure tragic visuals to you know see how the story plans out so just because you guys have so much love for it i got to give it i mean I, I i respect both of your opinions so if you both are in agreement that this is good um, i'll i'll revisit it i'll, I'll give it its due uh, Buffy still sucks, but uh, you know you guys can't be wrong about two things, right? So, <laughs> parts of Buffy suck. Speaking <laughs> of a solo story, I picked this up at Dragon Con. It's uh oh, oh hey, by uh, Jim Meshling. I I buy a lot of his artwork. Jim Meshling, he's really really good. That's nice. This thing is going to be hanging up in my got that uh, Donald Glover. Uh, yeah, Lando. Lando looking the best part of solo story. Mm. Oh, he was great. He was fuck. He fucking nailed that character. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And and again, I liked I liked the uh, Halo Reach. It had a uh, uh, It Man in it, so you know it was, it was good stuff. He, he, Bring he it back. Level one. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh, he I know exactly what it is. Rogue one. He means Rogue one. Rogue one. Even though Rogue. Rebel one did have a Skywalker in it, but anyway, uh, did oh, Rogue one? one? Yeah, it had uh, Princess Barry in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Because it was running into the other movie. And, and Vader, he's a yeah, I mean, technically, yes, Darth yes. yeah, but it, he was like but, tacked on, he was he was a post credit Marvel sequence, he wasn't yeah. like part of the movie. It, it was, was like, oh, what can we do to get people to jizz in their pants? Oh, we'll just yeah. have Darth Vader, fuck yeah, up yeah. Some dudes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I call it Halo Reach because that that game you knew everybody the was gonna die like it. Halo. But they made you they made you fall like they made you enjoy these characters throughout the entire game, knowing full well they were gonna get glassed in that planet. And you they were donezo. There was no they weren't coming out of it. Just like Rogue Rogue One, right? Yeah. Those guys, you're like, oh y'all motherfuckers are so extra dead. <laughs> but by the end of it, you cared for them. You were like, ah, oh, that sucks. I want, I want, I want a new rule on the show that Jaren is no longer allowed to talk Star Wars, <laughs> which is going to, <laughs> it's going to, I'm cool with it. When we do Star like, I'm Wars, fine. I've been <laughs> watching your dumb shows. Yep. Thank <laughs> fucking Christ. She's going to just do that. Just going to make that the rule of thumb. So when a Milan, new Mandalorian comes out, or no, I'll talk about Mandalorian. I got love for Mandalorian. Uh, you got to take it all, take none of it at all. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys both worked in restaurants way back in the day, right? So you remember that guy that always did side work really bad so that people would stop asking him to do. Hopefully he wouldn't have to do more side work. 
Papa don't even have sidewalk. <laughs> hey, you have sidewalk at Papa? No. Nope. We, all we had to do was clean Stay our tables and we were out. Stop. Though I have done side work at other restaurants, and I know who you're right. talking about, but yeah. the restaurant that me and Jason have in common, we didn't have. Got you. No side work. That should be fuck. That should advertise that for. <laughs> like that should be on the like application. Unlimited <laughs> tip pool. That shit's up to like home I of no side work. A hundred dollars in tip pool one time. That oh, made yeah. me hurt. Mm. Oh, you worked a double all day, triple. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. that was actually actually a Friday night because they got rid of unlimited tip pool, like when oh. I was so or they made oh, unlimited because uh, they used to cap it at thirty five bucks. Yeah, yeah, so, I remember that. That's when I was there. Yeah. Oh wow! Now, yeah, that's a well, Friday night, night paying out a hundred bucks to other employees. Yeah, so I wouldn't want to be part of a tip pool at all. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Automatically um, get taken out. That's ours. Thank you. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what, Jason, what would you uh, rating for Star Wars Bad Batch? Five. Five. Five out of five. One. Seven. Eight out of five. I'm going to give it a 4.5. I'll give it a 4.5. Jaren, okay. Jaren gave it a one. So, <laughs> one out of five. <laughs> do it with that five, it's 4.5. <laughs> do it with that point five for, for Jason. <laughs> if I go one yeah. and you go five, and Jason's the only one that counts. <laughs> It's four point five there, and uh, plus the Jaren office four episodes of watching. So take that one with the grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, we got all the heavy lifting out the way. It's time to have more fun than we normally have here, and we just started a new segment called Then and Now. So basically, in this segment, and we're going to bring up movies, and then you're going to we're going to talk about if it was better then when we first saw them, or did the movie age better. And that's what we're going to talk about. And it's the sequel All edition. The answers are going to be no. <laughs> I, had to, be yeah, I had to do some writing on this. Like, I had to make some notes. Yes. So, first things first of the sequel edition of Then and Now, The Matrix Reloaded. Was it better then or is it better now? Let's start with you, Jerry. All right. I said I fell on now. This one's better now. This one aged better than, than uh, I think the, it had a really it had a very mixed re- reaction when it came out because it deviated a lot from the direction the original was going. I think uh, things that are in its favor, we got to see Morpheus do some work. Um, <laughs> he did some great work. Yeah. Uh, more agent Smith's. I mean, bam, let's get some fucking, you, you like agent Smith. How about a lot of them? Uh, <laughs> uh, those creepy twins, man. Uh, the ghost twins. Those- Woo. Yeah, I don't get down with white people with dreads, but they were, they were right, 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 right. <laughs> and the fact that and it still impresses me to this day that they constructed that chunk of highway for this just for this fucking movie. That was so yeah, I'm like, God damn, you guys use some money. They they took that money and they put it right into the movie. Um, things against it, uh, the discount agents. I get that you were like hiding Smith, and you know, it was like a comeback type thing, but those guys were goof goof. And uh, the weird Frenchman thing, I thought they could have <laughs> done without all the way, all of it, like the orgasm pie or whatever the fuck he was eating. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, I think people had a very, very, very entrenched expectation as to what we were going to see at the second one, two, three years out from the first one, and this one had such a deviation from where they they started this story. That I think it shook people, but looking back at it now, I think that you can I, I can appreciate 
it better now for the story that the direction it went than I did then when I was just like, I just want more of the first one. What, what's this Jesus bullshit? <laughs> All right. uh, Jason, then or now, Matrix Reloaded. Now, most certainly, going back to it, it it's much more enjoyable because I'm no longer an angsty teenager. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's 100%. It. All the words I just said, you just summed up Dude, in one sentence. <laughs> just for the highway scene alone, the amount of technical uh, difficulty that was to pull it off by itself, that by itself yeah. makes it, should put it up there, just by itself. The fact that you see it in the fucking movie, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's also, right. you know, it's, 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 I just have a much better appreciation for it now. And especially once you realize that, you know, these Matrix movies were kind of like a trans allegory for the Wachowski sisters. You know, you get a little extra little bit of subtext to it that you didn't, that I didn't understand when I was 18 years old. You know, well, it makes, it a, little bit, it makes it a little bit uh, more yeah. uh, palatable when they start, you know, talking about all this religious bullshit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm definitely with you. Matrix, Matrix Reloaded better now than it was back then. Actually, recently just watched it. That's what made me think of it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Jason, better then or better now? <laughs> Better than I, I did this just for you, <laughs> just for well, you. That's I will die on the hill. That fucking Secret of Ooze is the best fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie <laughs> ever. But I will also <laughs> die on that same hill. And like that movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> best live action. Best live yeah. action. Best like live action. Right? Because the the team in T is the best one ever. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah, dude. I loved when fucking Vanilla Ice was in the in. <laughs> I don't think I will have that same amount of pleasure now. <laughs> Super Shredder is stupid. Tokar and Razor are dumb. But I, it's Ernie. Uh, what Ernie Razor Jr. Just he makes it. It's better than though. Kino, dude. I, <laughs> oh man. All right. So your vote is what for then? then? Yeah. Okay, then. Jaren. <laughs> uh, I also put then. Um, uh, <laughs> my notes were uh, Super Shredder was awesome. So fun. when I was in second grade, it was totally yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Toka and Razor were like, like I was like really hoping for Bebop and Rocksteady, and they were like, "Well, we'll get close." I was like, "That's some bullshit," but all right. Um, it went way too PG. They didn't take their weapons out once in it. Fucking Michelangelo's fighting with sausages. I mean, those mm-hmm. Leo swords never got unsheathed in England. They had to uh, take. That's why they took out all the the the, the stuff because all that stuff is illegal in England. So well, they took out all the. The nunchucks and the swords and stuff. You know, like, they so, name it. They named it different over there too, right? Yeah. When I was growing up, it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yeah. In so Ireland, like a lot of that stuff, yeah. like especially in this movie, was because of the English audience and how they could portray weapons. And also here in America too, we. Oh, yeah, America! Yeah, yeah, there were tons of American moms going, but there's violence. Yeah, like G.I. Joe's shoot guns, but far be it for an anamorphic yeah. turtle to shoot swing a yeah. fucking nunchuck. They're lasers, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Ke- and then my other note was Kino is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza delivery guy who knows Kung Fu. Who gives a fuck? Awesome, it's yeah. New York, 19 in the 80s. <laughs> he he did more fighting than the fucking turtles did. I'm gonna say that I think it's better now because I hated it when I was younger. Really? I hated part two. Part two was so trash to me when I was younger. Now, granted, I hated vanilla ice, and I was oh, a huge, huge, bad. huge teenage and mutant ninja turtles fan. So I was disappointed there was no bebop and rock steady. I did rock with Super Shredder. Super Shredder was tight. Was dope. Yep. But 
killed himself. Even now, I say I, I feel like I say it holds up better now for me because even with all the all the stuff you said is right about it being a terrible movie, all the stuff you said is right about not using the weapons and all that. It actually is way funner because now I look at it and go, oh, this was made for kid kids. Like this yeah. wasn't made for when I was Fancy watching it and I was like taking karate serious and yeah. I really no, nah, this was made in the same arc or the same feel of the cartoon that was running at the time. The cartoon, yeah, they pulled out their weapons and they killed mouses and stuff because they were like robots. But when it yeah. came to humans, they never did anything with those weapons with humans. So even in all the stunts in there too and rubber suits, yeah. it's dope as hell now compared to like you will never CGI. see that again in movies. Yeah, yeah. it'll be completely you'll never see that again in movies ever. Yeah. Just rubber suited off- it out and they're kicking ass like that. And I granted, I know part two did not have Jim Henson back for the facials and all that, and you can clearly, tell, clearly, but. For me, again, I think it's a nostalgia of having the direct real effects and knowing that it's people in that suit doing all this crazy sweat their asses off. Over the top, right, over the top <laughs> shit. To me, like as a guy who understands movies a lot better now, I enjoy it way more now knowing that they had a bunch of corporatism in it that fucked up the movie and they still made this movie because the reason why I'll say I enjoy it more now because part three is a just a dumpster fire. I can puke. I'm going <laughs> to puke right now as I said it. Part three, what happens is when you don't make a good movie and all the stuff I just mentioned doesn't really matter at all either. So that's why I gave it. I think it's better now. And it's supposed to be Turtles in Time, which is the best arcade game of all time. Uh, it is. Fucked it up. It is. It is. But <laughs> Turtles, Turtles in Time, the movie, the third one, it's it's the crappiest of the crappiest. And it's funny because you've noticed like they kind of try to do like a Back to the Future type of thing. Like the first two were... And then the third one's like, oh, yeah, let's go back in time and do this. And yeah, 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 yeah. Not good at all. (laughs) All right. So, but I will say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, I enjoy now more than I did back then. Batman Returns. Jaren, then or now? Uh, For me, Batman Batman Returns is way better now. Um, I watched it actually probably about three or four months ago. It was on HBO Max or something. But um, as a kid... I missed, I don't know, 90% of the subtext going throughout that fucking movie. And I was just like, yay, Batman. And there's a girl. And who the fuck is this Max Shrek guy? And, <laughs> and, that, and, and that was it. And Danny DeVito. And that was it. Um, uh, and this one uh, on the rewatch, I just caught like like all of the exceptionally witty like subtext and the way they delivered it and stuff. And I mean, I genuinely appreciated uh uh, what's his face, Max Shrek? Uh, I'm blank. Christopher Walken. There it is, Walken. I, I appreciated Walken's performance a lot more. Um, I mean, basically just gothic Donald Trump. But uh, you know, uh, and and uh, the Catwoman thing. There, the, it's like when you're a kid and your uh, your ability to like just kind of just like shoulder trauma and kind of just go, that's ah, fine. Like, man, like watching it now with the understanding of all this shit that went down with her, I'm like, my God, that's a, that's a really dark direction to take this movie they're marketing to children that are happy meal toys and shit. But hey, fucking go for it. Tim Burton. <laughs> that's why Tim uh, Burton got fired because he was like, fuck it. This is going to be the darkest yeah. shit ever. <laughs> and then they overcorrected so hard and they put that retard, oh, I'm sorry, uh, idiot. Joel Schumacher into it. My bad. Sorry with the R word. Uh, don't cancel me. No hard R's, guys. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jason, better then or better now? Uh, um, 
it still holds up now. I, I would say that the Tim Burton sort of aesthetic kind of like has you know waned in its years past, but dude, that movie is just so good. I watched it about a year ago. It's still just so good. Like, and as I said, it's the reason why Tim Burton got fired from it because it is dark as fuck. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like this is not a kid's movie. I mean, you, I guess we could go. See, I saw it as a kid, yeah, but so like, there is so much going on that you're like, dude, this is kind of like. This is dark. This shit yeah. like is violent. Dudes are getting blown up and shot, <laughs> and yeah. their faces bitten off. And yeah, yeah. We all sorts. Did you, as a kid, sleep through the mayoral race? Because I feel like I did. I don't remember that. Like watching it back as an adult, I'm like, there's a whole big fucking thing going on here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole big fucking thing going on yeah. there. I mean, I, I mean, like, I don't remember that, that point, at all. Like, as a kid. Yeah, I liked it then. I still like it now. It's just like the sets, the costume designs. Like it took Batman into the the new era of actually being someone that is respectable for being a dark and gritty character. I mean, you may say that kind of ruined a character because we can't get past that and we have to make everything so dour and sad. But in this one, there was still an amount of joyful whimsy to it because of that, that Tim Burton style of making that dark and angsty, but still sort of whimsical sort of thing. And like the setting in Christmas, and it's it's still it's still set at all the day. It's fishy swasa. It's supposed to be cold. Yeah, it's it's um, good. It's so good. I will say for me, Batman Returns was better then because when I'm older and realize Ooh. that that uh, Billy D. Williams is supposed to be Two Face, it just yeah. disheartens my soul that he didn't get <laughs> to make that part three. So for that reason alone, it was better back then. And I didn't know that. All right, he Superman would great two face too, man. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Superman two better than or better now. Let's start with Jaren because we know he hates it. Go ahead, Superman two better than or better now. Never seen it. Was that the one he was that the one he got drunk in? No, that's Superman three. All right, I haven't seen it then. <laughs> so it's never been good to Jaren. All right, <laughs> Jason, <laughs> better than or better now? Better than, um, yeah, it's you know because it. Uh, well, Superman 2 came out, what, like 1980? Like, a yeah, lot of the effects don't really hold up. I mean, I mean, like, Christopher Reeves was my, is still my Superman. Like, he's like the best portrayal of Superman. Animated Superman is the best one. He's the best live action animated portrayal of Superman thus far. Uh, even though I love me some Henry Cavill because he's a nerd. Okay. But, like, yeah, that shit doesn't hold up. <laughs> uh, but it also depends on which cut we're talking about. We're talking about the Donna cut. No, it still so in the theater, regular. No yeah, that one cut. doesn't hold up at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely better than then because it is really, really. As Jaren goes, he doesn't like goofy stuff. Goof, goof. Yes, it's very, very goof, goof. And hey, look out for Superman and Lois. Tyler Hickinson, man, he he's a good Superman, man. I, I dig him. I've heard not that. Not gonna ever Christopher Reeves, but he's he's climbing up every episode I watch him. He's really good. Uh, last but not least, Ghostbusters two better then or better now, Jaren. Let's lead you off with that one. Oh, um, that movie's trash. Uh, I love Ghostbusters. Wrongly, I don't know if you can see. There's a proton pack right there. You probably can't see it, but there is one. There's a flight suit right there, full adult body one. Um, I love Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. It's it's up there with Back to the Future. Is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's it's in a three way tie with Iron Man one. Um. Ghostbusters 2. Hold on, hold on. Repeat that again. That 
Ghostbusters in the three by two. What were the, the movies? Is the top one? For my number one movies of all time, my I, I thought about this long and hard. It's a three way tie for number one with Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, and the first Iron Man. Because I had to bring something from the modern era in. Because you wow. can't just be stuck in the past. You got to grow. Cinema grows. Iron Man gets that high for you. You wow. got yeah, absolutely the first one wow. without okay. question. Um, Was that you said that Iron Man is better? You said that to make you mad. Doesn't wow. get your look on your face. I'm, I'm blown away by that. Like so then, so then your eyes. Iron Man is the best Marvel movie ever made. Then, I mean, if he's putting his yeah. top one, or yeah. Top, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Iron Man one. But I feel like you've never. Okay, okay, that's another discussion for another day. All right, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, yeah, we'll we'll I will. I will defend that to the fucking grave. Um, Ghostbusters two uh, can be boiled down to the courtroom scene and the montage, and the rest of it is not worth looking at. Um, although them getting hassled by children at the very beginning is pretty funny, but uh, it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I get that we live in a world now with alternative facts, but not back in nineteen eighty nine. Shit went down in New York and people pretend like they didn't see it. So that's some dumb shit. Um, no, I just uh it it wasn't good then, it's not any better now. Uh, but I but every now and again I get a little nostalgic and I'll go on YouTube and I'll be like Ghostbusters courtroom scene, <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 courtroom that scene. That shit is so awesome. It is great, it's great. The judge was firing on all the cylinders. He was such a douche. The Scolari brothers were phenomenal. It's the Little, Scolari brothers. Was Tully <laughs> being like a, a probate, like, uh, like he, he uh, and, yeah, he was, a, he was an accountant. He was, oh yeah, he was God. going to night school for law. Yeah. Um, Peter Venkman's back and forth with the prosecutor. Like, can you tell us why you and your compatriots decided to dig a very big hole in First Avenue and him just looking at her and going, well, there's so many holes in First Avenue, we really didn't think anyone would notice. It's like shit like that. I mean, it, the courtroom scene is amazing. It's amazing. And the montage after it. I love the idea where you actually got to see Ray or uh, Ray using the ecto goggles to see a ghost that wasn't visible to everybody else. Like the guy that was running around, he was the uh, uh, jogger. Jogger Everybody was moving like they were getting jostled by a spirit, but couldn't see him. But Ray was watching him with the active goggles, and then timed it when Venkman hit the trap. I mean, uh, it's phenomenal, yeah. But then you have the fucking Statue of Liberty. Then you have the fucking painting that it's stupid. You have, uh, I mean, yeah, the slime uh, shell around the museum. The Oscar. Why wasn't that Venkman's? I mean, just. The only other good thing that came out of it was Ray's occult bookstore, and that's because they call it back in the new Ghostbusters. That's it. Yeah. So uh, better then because I I approach it with a childlike wonder, and now I just see it for the trash it is. All right, Jason. Better then, better now. Ghostbusters two. Better now. Ghostbusters two is better than the last Ghostbusters they had out. It will probably be better than the next Ghostbusters that comes out. I'm sorry. It probably will be, even though it's uh. What's his face? It's his son's do it. Jason directing. Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman. Yeah, but it's got kids in it. It's it's it's, and that's sequel one on one. Okay, Paul Rudd can't be great in everything. He's gonna have to fail once. <laughs> he did in uh, best uh, friend Halloween Halloween five. Yeah, but Wanderlust. I know Jaron's gonna not like this, and I'm okay with that. Ghostbusters 2 is my favorite <laughs> Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Jason? And there's one reason for it. Bobby Brown. 
Hey, that was you took. Damn it. I was gonna say better now because it's back then when Bobby Brown actually was Bobby like, Brown the dude on the planet. Yeah, was the dopest dude. And you know what? All you people, it was Whitney that got hen hooked on the other way around. Facts. Facts. You called the Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's who you call Ghostbusters. But also, fun fact, I didn't know the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon show, took place between so Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2. So good. Yeah, great show. great show. And they still didn't know it was Ghost and Ghostbusters 2. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm going to say better now because, again, all the things you just talked about, all the more adult humor, all the silliness in it, like, it, it, it was, it's, it's really fun now. Back then, it was disappointing because I watched it and was like, this don't feel the same. But now it's like, oh, now I know it's not the same. But I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really enjoyable when I just enjoy it and take it as what it is. Is there some bad stuff in it? Yeah, but at the end of the day. Uh, also, too, I mean, anytime the movie starts off and Winston's already part of the team, you have my ticket to say it's cool. <laughs> so, again, I mean, Bobby Brown, Winston, could all make it better now for me than back then. <laughs> they had twice as many black people in the first one. <laughs> right, right. And more screen time for those black Wait, people. Wait, Ray Parker Jr. is is he? He's not in the movie. He's he's no. either. Oh, Bobby Brown. Oh, oh. When he, asked the, when he asked for the proton pack, he's like, and Ray's like, I'll give it to you. And then he goes like, it's not a toy. He's like, oh, all right. He's, okay, but, all right. I know it's gonna be blasphemous with Jaren, but Bobby Brown had the better song out of the two songs. I'm sorry. Awesome. I, I like who I like who you want to call. That's cool and all, but Bobby. Yeah, Brown, I mean, there. I'll, I'll say this: you can have your completely incorrect opinion there is one song of the two movies that's played to this day at every halloween get together and everybody knows it and it's not the bobby brown one (laughs) it's who you lose in the news i want a new drug that's what's being played (laughs) there's one ghostbuster theme that's played ghostbusters in it that's why Mm -hmm. the other one is just a dope song no no bobby Bobby brown it's bobby brown that does the ghostbuster theme in the second one right yeah, you but like, Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, no, no. Call? That's not the song. That's not the oh. song. That's a different song. What, that's the one that's in the. I guess we're gonna control. It's great. It's so great. Oh, that's a good song, but that's not. Yeah, not a theme song. It shut the fuck up, Jerry. Now we got to figure out who sang the Ghostbusters two theme song. The one where they actually say Ghostbusters in it. I thought that no, was him no. too. My comment was that Bobby Brown had the better song compared to the Ghostbusters song. That's another reason why I'm taking two. It wasn't a Ghostbusters better song. It wasn't a Ghostbusters song. It was on the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. It was- yeah, it was a song on the soundtrack. <laughs> anyway, Old Town Road is going to be on the Shane Chi soundtrack because they sung it for three seconds in a in a in a karaoke bar. It doesn't mean it's the song of the movie. No, he actually raps about Ghostbusters in his rap in that yeah. song. He talks about Vigo. Too hot to cold, something like Master too Evil. Too hot to cold. Yeah, I don't to hold. think so. Oh. Yeah, like he raps about d- the d- Ghostbusters. You know what? Jan, you we gotta get you back on that, man. We're gonna, we right. gonna do a segment where we make him listen See, to that all, song. All of them say it's Bobby it. Brown. All of them say it's Bobby Brown. So maybe he did too. Maybe he did too, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I guess it's, we're gonna have to make it's it. It's the one, it's the rap during the montage. Which is the same at the same point that Ray Parker Jr. did his song was during the in the first one was during the montage where they're like getting together and solving ghost problems and shit, but they're doing it real Look, fast. Ray Parker <laughs> is what a montage does in part one. Ray Parker didn't get the best song in part one. 
For the best song in part one is the joint where uh Bowser and all that's free and the key master and all the ghosts are flying around. It's that creepy Bowser. ass song that plays. Like it's like, the, it's like a bah, 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 yeah, yeah. Bah, bah. <laughs> that one? No, no, not that one. It's like a different <laughs> song that goes on. Why well, you're the Ghostbusters guy, you should know this, but it's the part where all the ghosts get unleashed, and it's like this. It's like the dude just keeps repeating this one word over and over again, but it's a creepy ass vibe to it. Oh, I can't oh, remember. What yeah, it yeah, is, they're but... like, it's like ah, uh, but free. that's the best song on that song. That's the best free. song on that, in that movie. Free. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah, yeah, dun. You believe it's magic, that. magic? Yeah, that one. All right, that's the best song on that on the part. That's, one no, it's one. not. He got the best song on his own movie. Shut your whore mouth. That's not the best. <laughs> That's some 80s fucking side pocket bullshit, and you know it. Look, I'm just keeping it 100, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. And who you going to call, like, some 80s side pocket bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> At least I had a good time. Who you going to call? Go. Uh, video. We can pull up that video. That video's straight 80s. Oh, 100, yeah. His They're, only hit song. The, of the, only, <laughs> the, the only thing that's ever out neoned Joel Schumacher is that fucking music video. Yeah. <laughs> Who you gonna call? Phone pulls. I love that they just have random ass like eighty celebrities in there just singing it too. It's like I'm Chevy Chase. You know me, right? right. (laughs) (laughs) Into them walking down the street with the Ghostbusters, (laughs) right? Which they brought into the real Ghostbusters. I thought was great. They did bring it into the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was so terrible. (laughs) It's like. They're not even on beat walking with them. It's so no, 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 we're not. And no. that's why Bill Murray just gives up. It was like, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, he's just gonna be <laughs> like, yeah. he just gives up the whole franchise. He's like, fuck mm. this shit. Yeah, just because that one day. Like, <laughs> Never again. All right, guys. <laughs> it is that time of the show where we wrap it up and say thank everybody for listening to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. I know we did another long one here, but hopefully you enjoyed what you were given in hearing. So please remember to like, share, and subscribe at Headcanon Circus, where you can get updated and notified if you hit the bell. And you know when we drop everything from music to nerd podcasts to all the great stuff that we want to talk about and do. Eventually, we're going to get Jaren to, you know, talk about his love of why Ghostbusters 1 and Back to the Future 1 and Iron Man 1 are the best movies he's ever seen before. And he'll fight you over it with a knife. Yes. Obviously, so, no, I'm Irish. I'll punch you in the throat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you I'm go. Make it wet, fun of where you look. <laughs> right. Yeah. What you're wearing. With all, with all that being said, again, you can check us out on all listening podcast places from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Anchor FM. We are everywhere. So please join us and then comment. Tell us what you think. Maybe we are completely off on our take. Maybe me and Jason just didn't understand Shang-Chi and we completely, and Jaren's completely right because he got it and we didn't because he saw it three times and we didn't. Maybe you like Mortal Kombat more than we did or you hated it and said it was too small and too escalated and went too quick. And maybe you just hate Star Wars and you know what? You're going to take Jaren's rating of a one as the gospel and continue to roll with it and ignore that series altogether. Wherever it is, just comment, let us know, and we will read your comments on the show. And we'll respond to it and tell you why you're wrong. Probably because <laughs> you're probably wrong in offending one of us. Because so, you're probably really just Jaren in the comments. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, like six extra accounts just for this. To yeah, I like that guy with the hat. He's keeping it real. <laughs> Jaren's my favorite. He is so great. I love. I him. always spell my name so that nobody suspects me. Right. Jaren is my woman. favorite. I would love to have sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> All the accounts that have an egg on there. All right. So with all that being said, (laughs) 
guys, as always, it's a pleasure. Jaron, any closing words? Uh, yeah, if you uh, if you're a fellow Star Wars hater, uh, comment your favorite Star Trek episode, and we'll 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 talk about it in the comments. Smash that bell. It's a yeah. uh, uh, sacrifice. Yeah, whatever you got to do for the uh, for the algorithm gods, sacrifice. So. <laughs> And Jason, last comment. Yeah, if you're a Star Wars lover, yeah, also comment your favorite Star Trek episode as well. Uh, we'll talk about it. But either way, be kind to one another, be considerate, tip your servers at least 20%. <laughs>